Recording live from Studio Chanteau, outside of Detroit, Michigan, you're listening to Scotty Freytown and Tyler Dean, The Outside Blitz! And welcome everybody to The Outside Blitz, a special free agency day edition. I am your host, the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown, and I'm here with the... Uh, titillating titan of tomfoolery, the tenacious Tyler Dean. Did you like that one? It's for agency I, I've been thinking of that one all day. I'm sure you yeah, have. I, I was. I'm sure I was. you have. <laughs> it's free agency day. It's like a holiday, man. Yeah, it's like it's a big, biggest, biggest day of the offseason. It's also the first day of the offseason. First day of the offseason. First day of the new league year. Uh, it, it begins today at 4 p.m. We're roughly a half hour away here. 3.30 p.m. Um, we've already had a lot of teams agreeing to... Uh, uh, different contracts, yeah, which I hate. Yeah, I hate that stuff. I, you know, to me, you just start the league year on Monday. You know, it shouldn't be starting the league year on a Wednesday at that point. What's the point? Because it used to be. I mean, teams couldn't even talk to people until that time. But then obviously, there's always those like 401 signings. Like, oh, you were clearly talking. Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> we know exactly what's going on here. Um, but uh, tons and tons and tons of teams um, creating uh, their uh, their new. Um, Tyler, you're climbing over me here. What are you doing? My levels are down. Oh, his levels are down. You see that? I want everybody to hear my voice. I'm super See what important. happens? You don't got me on, on the levels? Yeah. You get them all screwed up. Yeah, Tyler's never on the level. Anyway. Goddamn cat. <laughs> anyway. So, um, lots of teams putting together their new defenses, new offenses, getting all their, their uh, free agents in order. And uh, we got about a uh, half hour, like I said, till the new league year. We can go over the teams that... that uh, are um, expecting these players to sign, but I want to go over first and foremost. We got to talk about it. The biggest news of the day, well, yesterday anyway, the biggest news of the week: Odell Beckham Jr. going to the Cleveland Browns from the New York Giants. I hope something happens and they back out because I'm scared of the Browns right now. Well, I don't think they can at this point. I think that that it, it's an official trade. I think you're allowed to Trades, trade. It's still it's still last season until 4 p.m. Wow. Well, because because the, the rate because Joe Flacco is not even official. Yeah, because of the trade deadline. Um, uh, Odell Beckham expected to be a Cleveland Brown. Um, he the, Come on, throw a hissy fit. Yeah, the, or something. The Giants in return will get a first round for this year a third round for this year, and they get safety Jabril Peppers out of the whole deal. Jabril Peppers, obviously a first-rounder, went number 32 overall. Um, I don't know, Tyler. I Steal for the Browns, in my opinion. I, you know, Jabril I, Peppers is okay. I, I, I feel like they I, – I, honestly, I feel it's more of a, a steal for the Giants at this stage of the game. You got – you know, they, they get a first-round pick. They already had one. Now they get a second one. They get a third-rounder out of the deal. And then on top of it all, they go out and they, they get – a safety that they needed because they lost Landon Collins, so they fill that role. Peppers is young; he's got a lot of upside. He's cheaper. Um, I think they, the, you know, the Giants got away with one here. I really think they got away with one. Um, uh, the only thing that the only downside for the Giants is that they're going to have to wind up paying the twenty-one point five million dollar signing bonus of Odell, and that's why it's a big hit. They're they're basically without that money, right? Whether um, Eddie's going to be playing for a new team. Well, it, it but it doesn't hit their salary cap if as long as they pay it up front, which I'm sure they will. It doesn't hit their salary cap. On the other end, the Browns get to take on that 15 million dollar salary cap hit of Odell. Um, it's actually more close to 18 million, but because of the the signing bonus, I think they reduced it to 15. But um, 
regardless, that's a lot of money to be paying for a wide receiver for one guy. And, and frankly, I didn't think the Browns needed him. I think they do. They only, they, all they had was, was uh, Jarvis Landry, in my opinion. Um, Callaway was okay in stride at times, but yeah. not great. Njoku's been declining over the last three seasons, and, and, and other than that, they just have the running back. Right. Uh, and, and one guy that, that um, they do have that a lot of people, I think, overlook is Jalen Strong. I think people don't put enough stock in that guy. But ultimately, it, at the the end of the day, you know, they've, they've got Njoku. I, I think Njoku has been underutilized. Jarvis Landry, he's the true number one. I, I And Odell, I mean, it, it's great. When's the last time we saw a one-two hit like this of big-name stars? And I'll tell you, and it didn't work out. When's the last time? Mm, you're probably going back further than you should. No, I'm talking T.O. and Chad Ochocinco. Oh, we've had, we've had one since then. No, have we? Roddy White and Julio Jones. Well, I, that one didn't work out either. Roddy yeah, White. Did, Roddy White just retired. <laughs> Roddy he White. When, he was just old when he. No, then. Roddy White retired because he got after he got released by the Falcons for they, underperforming. They played, they played very good for two years together, though. Uh, Roddy didn't break a thousand. He didn't break a thousand. You you almost never get that. It's very 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 rare that you get two receivers break a thousand the same season. Thielen uh, and Diggs. I don't even think Antonio and uh, and uh, Juju did this year. Absolutely, they, they did. did. They both break a thousand. They both broke a thousand. But you, is, what I mean, but my point is, you know, it doesn't happen very often. It, it, you know, and whether or not it happens often, you expect more out of two superstar receivers. I feel like this, and and they're and they're both going to break a thousand this year. To me, breaking taking a fifteen million dollar cap hit on on a receiver with attitude problems is arguably the best in the league. Uh, arguably, yes. I, I there's questions there. I have I have issues there. I mean, they now their offense is stacked. Good for them. I also don't think um, Landry is a, is, a, is a true one. I think he's more of a high two. Well, he was a true one over or in a Miami. Low, or a low one. Yeah, he was a true one over in Miami. In Miami, but he, yeah. he, didn't, do, he, he didn't do dick in, in Cleveland his first year. Uh, he didn't do half bad. He was actually pretty darn good. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't incredible. He wasn't, he wasn't incredible. I, I, I believe he broke 1,000 this year, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think he did. You don't think he did? Really? Hold on, I'll tell you. Oh, boy. Here we go. It's the stat finder. Oh boy! But uh, ultimately, we we do nine seventy six and only four um, career low in touchdowns. Wow! Wow! Rookie quarterback. He did play with Tyrod Taylor for one game. What? what, One game. He played with Tyrod for one game. One or two. Maker came in pretty quick. It was about the fourth week, wasn't it? I thought it was week four. He came rolling in. Maybe. I think Tyrod got got trounced a little bit there. Now, we we do have. Odell going to the Browns. The Browns have been stacking their team this this year, um, this offseason. They went out and got Sheldon Richardson for their uh, defensive line. They went out and got Greg Robinson, re-signed to a one-year deal worth up to $9 million, including the playtime incentives. Um, the the Sheldon Richardson deal, three years, $36 million. They're going to wind up uh, choking up $12 million a year on him. As it stands right now, now before we were talking about the Cleveland Browns, Having all of their their cap space, you know, we were talking about all this cap space Cleveland Browns had. They are down with everything. They're officially down to about ten million dollars in cap space. They spent it well, though. Yep, spent spent money, 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 and uh, money. That is the big uh, uh, factor there. They spent yeah, all that money. They spent a lot of money, but they they got a lot to show for it, though. Sheldon Richardson, um, three year deal. It's the big deal he's been wanting for a long time. 
And I, I think it's I think it's worth it there. About twelve million a year there. Greg Robinson um to help protect Baker Mayfield even more. I, I think they spent their money very well. I think they did. Richardson the interesting thing about Sheldon Richardson is is he actually somewhat over, underperformed when he was in Minnesota. So the question comes in is is was it a scheme thing for Minnesota? Was it uh, Sheldon Richardson, you know, just having an off year? Was that a one-off? I mean, what is it him declining? We we don't know. We don't know what what's going on with Sheldon Richardson. All we know is on paper they have the arguably the best defensive line in the league with Olivier Vernon. That trade went on with the Giants as well. I mean, Cleveland's getting stacked over here. Rewind back to Landry for a second. Yep. Um, his two best games were with Tyrod Taylor, by the way. Were they really? Yeah, he had two hundred. He had 106 and 103, and then he had 200 yard games just barely with Baker later on. Now, now, do you think that's a matter of Baker Mayfield and his abilities as a quarterback? I think Baker spreads the ball well. Or, or is it is it the fact that Baker Mayfield was a... Uh, um, a rookie QB that I mean couldn't get his life together there. I mean, what what I mean? They had a great year there in, yeah. in Cleveland, though. I mean, yeah, he he had a very good year. I wouldn't call it great from a statistical standpoint. There we go. I wouldn't say that it was a a great year. I think he had a very good year, um, but but statistically, I don't think he was up there with with you know the high end quarterbacks that we we generally see as a rookie. I mean, he played all right. Um, now we do have other signings throughout the league. We got to get through these before the expected four o'clock hour. Signings. Expected signings, but come on. I mean, hey, we only had one back out. We had more than one today. We had, well, in general, Anthony Barr, the uh, back out trade with with Brown and and with Sears and the Bills, because Antonio was supposed to go to the Bills. Who was Antonio Brown? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that was a trade. I mean, we're talking about about backing. But up. if it would have been after four o'clock, it would have been hey, it's done. You yeah, can't back could, out. It could be. Um, now, but expected signings. We got Jordan Hicks, very good linebacker, getting ready to go to the Arizona Cardinals on a four-year deal, thirty-six million, it includes twenty million dollars guaranteed. Um, the Cardinals are also bringing in Brent Hudley, whoop de doo uh, signing a one-year, two million dollar deal. Good start. Oh God, please don't even just say that garbage. Hey, uh, I'm not the one who's uh, try, who thinks that Oakland's going to try to start Nate Peterman. Hey, that's you. <laughs> hey, you know what? The man's a crazy person. Okay, we know John Gruden's not nuts. That crazy. Uh, he is. He, hey, they just had a good. They just had a good. Uh, it's, all about that, it's all about that pass rush. They got a good pre-frequency so far, though, so he might not be that crazy. I don't know. Uh, Terrell Suggs, he's expected to sign a deal, um, and and the terms are currently unreported. He's eight mil. It has one year eight. One eight year five, eight I believe. Set to go into the Arizona Cardinals. And J.R. Sweezy, the offensive guard, he's expected to sign a two-year deal with the Cardinals as well. Um, offensive guard for the Atlanta Falcons, it'll be Jamon Brown. He's expected to sign a three-year, $18.75 million contract. Includes $12.75 million guaranteed. Um, James Carpenter, very good, uh, another guard, signing a four-year, $21 million contract with the Falcons. And Grady Jarrett, the defensive tackle, they put the franchise tag on Jarrett this year. In Atlanta, which I actually really like, I think Grady Jarrett's a great player, and they're going to want to keep him around. He's going to make about 15.2 million this year uh, with that franchise tag. Um, your boys, the Baltimore Ravens, they re-signed Nick Boyle on a uh, three-year contract extension, 18 million dollars a year, 10 million guaranteed. Um, that's a, a great re-signing for them, I think. I think Boyle's a very good. He's tight a great end. blocking tight end. He's okay in the receiving game, but he's, the Ravens have, uh, outside of a couple guys, um, most notably being uh, Dennis Pitta and. Uh, uh, 
shoot what's his name. Um, Todd Heat. Yep. Um, and even Todd Heat was this Boyle's a lot more like a Todd Heat. Todd Heat wasn't a big receiving type tight end, but he could do both. Yep. And it's kind of what Boyle is um is currently. You'll have uh, Mark Andrews kind of serving as that receiving tight end. Yep. And he knows how to block really well, and and which is bodes really well for a guy named Mark Ingram who just signed a three years planning on signing a three year fifteen million dollar deal with the Ravens. Um, they got their. It looks like they're going to get him cheaper than they're than uh, Ingram was expecting to go for. There, they're actually projecting him to go more for seven to five. Yep. Yeah. Most most people were saying he was going to go from anywhere from seven to ten million, um, and and really Ingram, get, you getting him five million a year. I think that's that's actually a hell of a steal there. Oh yeah. Very smart signing. And the big one for them, uh, is safety after after Eric Weddle leaves the team, they go out and sign safety Earl Thomas. Uh, we knew he was going elsewhere. I didn't think it was going to be the Ravens, but. They, they, no one was talking about the Ravens and Ravens. I mean, the Browns came up and some other yep. teams came up, but uh, but um, Ravens weren't one of them. Out, out of nowhere, four-year, fifty-five million-dollar contract. Yep, thirty-two million guaranteed there. Um, Earl Thomas, hell of a hell of a player. He he, what? It tore, tore ACL last year. Or was it uh, a broken, broken leg? Bone, broke, yeah. Broken leg. Yeah, and, uh, well, he, he won't be getting carted off flipping the bird to his teammates anytime soon, I don't think. I, think, not. <laughs> I think Earl Thomas is going to be very good for your team. They they like those veteran he's, safeties. He's uh. Six years younger than than Weddle. Yep, <clears throat> yep. They like those those uh, veteran safeties. Those guys have been in the league for a while. Earl Thomas is is one of the best um, in the game right now. Um, over in Buffalo, they made some moves in Buffalo. Uh, Cole Beasley signing a four year, twenty nine million dollar deal. Uh, that's what he's planning on doing. Fourteen point four guaranteed uh, with the Buffalo Bills, leaving the Dallas Cowboys in the dust. Um, your boy John Brown. Um, he's uh, he's going to Buffalo. He signed a three-year, twenty-seven million-dollar deal. Um, I don't know if it's too much. Nine, nine million for a year. I don't know if it's too much for John Brown. It, it really depends on uh, how Josh Allen utilizes him and how, if he's able to get the ball uh, to John Brown effectively. I think a lot of this is going to fall on Josh Allen. Um, then they they make a move on on the old man Frank Gore signing a one-year yep one-year two million-dollar deal. Um, they're going to be making a, a move on him. Uh, also expected to sign Kevin Johnson, the corner. Um, they're going to do a final review of his contract. They haven't really uh, given the terms of that one. Uh, the Bills also tight end. Tyler Croft, I like this signing a lot, actually. I think Tyler Croft is a very underrated tight end. Uh, signing a three-year deal. 18 points. Bengal, right? Yes. $18.75 million with incentives. that could put it up to 21. So you're talking about $7 million a year for him. And uh, he's a hell of a playmaking tight end. And he can block, he can catch, he, he's actually pretty fast. I, I, I like Tyler Croft. I thought this was a hell of a deal. Um, Mitch Morse, the center, uh, he'll be signing a four-year, $44.5 million contract, $26 million guaranteed um, with the Buffalo Bills that fortifies that uh, offensive line. It's exactly what they needed. Uh, Ty Nishi, I think that's how you say his name, um, signing a two-year, $14.5 million contract, 7.7 in guarantees. He'll be signing with the Bills as well. It's expected. He's the offensive tackle for them now. And uh, defensive tackle Jordan Phillips, re-signed uh, on a one-year contract extension, $4.5 million. Um, I think Jordan Phillips, uh, this is a move-it-or-lose-it type of deal. Either he gets it together or they're going to kick him out the door. So um, that's, that's to be expected. Uh, the Carolina Panthers, they went and made a trade for Matt Paradis. And then after they made the trade for Matt Paradis, they went and signed him to a three-year, $27 million contract. So they extended him uh, at center there. So Carolina uh, fortifies their offensive line, but uh, very quiet in the Carolina camp today. 
Surprise. That could change, and who knows? Yeah, yeah, it could change. I mean, we, we are at the, the 11th hour here. So um, the Chicago Bears, they, they go and get Mike Davis, the running back on a two-year $6 million contract, uh, can get up to $7 million with the incentives. They also sign, uh, and I, I didn't like this signing, Cordero Patterson, uh, two-year $10 million. They give him $5 million guaranteed. He's going to be getting $5 million a year for what? be a kick returner pretty much you didn't, you didn't do well you didn't do too well in new england no it's just nonsense and then uh the one that i was okay with buster scrying the corner uh he gets a three-year deal worth 16 million i think that's a great value pickup um 8.5 guaranteed and and you get some depth there at the corner position i think that's primarily what he's uh going to be there for um cincinnati preston brown the uh left or, i'm sorry the linebacker he, he signs with the bengals on a three-year deal worth up to 21 million dollars that he's signing with them Bobby Hart, the offensive tackle, he'll be re-signed on a three-year deal worth $16.15 million, and he's got a max value of $21.15 million with the incentives incentives, and escalators. Um, Bobby Hart's a hell of an offensive tackle, so I think they, they definitely fortified that line. They're going to need to if they're going to keep Andy Dalton clean. That poor guy has just been ravaged, mostly oh, yeah. ravaged. Um, and Bobby Hart's been one of the only shining spots on that old line. Now, on top of the Cleveland Browns doing the, the Odell trade, you know, as we were talking about earlier, Sheldon Richardson, defensive tackle, three years, $36 million. They've been paying $12 million for him. Um, they also re-signed Greg Robinson, the offensive tackle. I love this signing. The only downside to it is it's only a one-year deal for $9 million. Um, they, they, they're going to have to buckle down, and they're going to have to lock him down in the coming years because Greg Robinson is one of the heart and soul kind of guys of that Cleveland Browns uh offensive line so so things get a little hairy there um at the offensive tackle position for them the dallas cowboys so the demarcus lawrence thing was going to be a uh an animal there for a minute we weren't sure if he was going to get a deal he gets a franchise tag it gets 20 i mean more than 20 million dollars um on the year based on that franchise tag and then coming out of retirement the, the old guy the old guy, Jason Witten, the tight end, uh, comes out of retirement, signs a one-year contract. He gets 3.5 a year, could get up to five with the incentives. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest with you. Get the man a golf cart to get down the field. <laughs> He's know. still playing at a high level when he left, though, so who knows? It's been, what, three years? Only been one. Really? Is it been just that short of a period? I think so. Well, I thought he's been out for a lot, a little bit longer than that, but but he's he's coming back. I guess he got itchy again, it's like Ric Flair all over again. Um, the Denver Broncos, they go out and get Kareem Jackson, defensive back. They agrees to a three-year, thirty-three million dollar contract, twenty-three million fully guaranteed. Um, they overpaid big time for him. Uh, Denver also goes out and trades for Jawan James, the offensive tackle. He signs in, and then he goes out and signs a four-year contract. or plans on signing a four-year contract, fifty-one million dollars, thirty-two guaranteed. Um, so they're going to go out and, and snag him. Uh, the Detroit Football Lie Downs. They go out and uh, they get Am- Danny Amendola. I think they overpaid horribly I just, for him. I, I think um, um, he's he's worth more money than Cordell Patterson. I think he's worth more money than Cordero Patterson. The, the only thing with Amendola, Amendola is a very good receiver. He just can't stay healthy. Yeah, that's he's never healthy. Like that. That's that's the big problem. And, and really, I don't even think he's that good of a receiver. He, I'm, I don't know about you, but to me, 600 yards and three touchdowns. To me, Amendola, like Wes Welker, same thing. Uh, yeah, it's that's debatable. Wes Welker's never that great. He's had a great receiver, great, great quarterback. Yeah, but Danny Amendola had the same quarterback he did before. He did very well doing that. 600 yards and three touchdowns is doing very well. Probably had. 
Yeah. He's with Miami last year. Miami stats. I mean, even Miami stats. I mean, he didn't do really that well in New England. He didn't break a thousand in New England. He didn't. He put up around that same amount in New England. So I, I don't really buy it. I don't think Danny Danny Amendola. He did. He did crap when he was with the, the Rams. He did crap when he was with Miami. He did crap when he was with the Patriots. I don't buy Danny Amendola. That's just yards only playing eight games though. Yeah, exactly. He's never healthy. No, it's more about the health. When he plays, he's very good. By Danny Amendola, I just can't. Um, he gets a one-year deal though, about 4.5 million uh, base salary. The incentives can bring it up to 575. Um, so I, I think they they grossly overpaid for him. Justin Coleman, this is another gross overpayment. Um, they get a nickel corner. They sign him to a four-year deal, 36 million dollars, so nine million dollars a year for the next four years for a nickel corner, for a slot corner. I, I don't know. I. Overpayment on that, and then uh, Trey Flowers, a defensive lineman, so he's supposed to sign a five-year deal. It says worth more than 16 million per season per season, but uh, announced yesterday, it's actually going to be closer to 18 million dollars per season for Trey Flowers for the next five years. Um, great defensive lineman, somewhat overpaying him on that one, um, and then you know, and, and it happens all the time. We, we see guys go out in free agency, and, and teams overpay. For these players, and and you know, I, I don't. I'm not sure whether to applaud him or whether you know for getting the big name player, or I or you know shame him for for paying that much for that one person. Um, you know, I, I it happened with my Vikings last year with the Kirk Cousins contract. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just it's a rough thing. And then uh, last but not least, the Lions go out and they pay uh, Jesse James 25 million dollars, four years. It's a good one. I like Jesse James a lot. Um, there was a bit of an over overpayment there, but at the same time, I do like Jesse James much. a lot. Not by much. I agree with you. Not by much. Jesse I think right on par. Jesse James, he, he put up good numbers, and then last year with the emergence of Juju Smith-Schuster and, and Antonio Brown, obviously. Or, and the other tight end. Um, Warren did the stiff part. McDonald. Yeah, McDonald. Yep. He's got to push him down the depth chart. Yeah, so, I mean, this, this could open up good things for Jesse James. I mean, the, the Lions do need a good tight end. I think it might take them off of the market for TJ Hawkinson in the draft. Um, but it, they also could be trying to recreate, you know, Gronk and Hernandez. We don't know. So, and, and we know the New England mentality. And, and, I mean, we see all these New England-esque players coming in, um, whether it be Flowers, Coleman, or Amendola. And Canard, uh, I mean, we saw Canard come in from New England last season. I mean, there, there's a lot of players there coming in from the, the Patriots. So I, you, you never really know what the what the plan is, but it could have been a kick in the ass uh, for Bob Quinn, you know, uh, uh, the ownership saying, "Hey, get your life together, play ball, and, and get this stuff together, or get lost." So I mean, I all these big moves. I think this is Bob Quinn kind of making a power play. I think they're on the hot seat over there in Detroit. I think so too. Yeah. yeah, after after last season, what are you doing over there? I'm like, jeez, oh, Pete, you're all over the place, man. All over the place. Um, but, it, you know, and that's what I think it is. I think it's, you know, you, you have Bob Quinn over there saying, we better get this thing together. You got Matt Patricia over there trying to get stuff together. Um, and they had to make some power plays, and that's what they did. So so these are some big power moves with the exception to me of the Amendola contract. Um, they were trying to make a splash. I think they did. It, it, has, it remains to be seen how each one of these guys performs, but Jesse James, um, I, I think, is going to be the big playmaker out of all these guys. Um, if they get another corner of the draft, that team could be dangerous in their secondary. Um, the Packers, they go out and get Adrian Amos. 
Uh, the former Bear, they expect to sign him on a four-year contract, $37 million, $21 million in the first two years, so they front-load it. Um, Amos, hell of a safety. They get, they get, um, they, they fill that position after the the uh, the uh, leaving of Ha Ha Clinton Dix here. So uh, after they, they give him the boot when they traded him, um, they get an edge rusher. And, and they, they actually, weirdly enough, the Packers signed two edge rushers to these monster contracts. Preston Smith, they signed him. Um, he's expected to sign a four-year, fifty-two million dollar contract, twenty-seven point five guaranteed over the first two years. And then they get Zadarius Smith as well. He's going to get a four-year deal worth $66 million, $34 million in the first year. He was a part-time linebacker. Part-time, yeah. So and he split with sides. Yep, and, and that's going to be a, a big, big deal there. Um, the one, I want I want Ravens to be signed Smith, not for $16 million. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a lot of money. The big, the big one was uh, the offensive lineman Billy Turner. Um, I actually really love this signing. Billy Turner's a great offensive lineman. Uh, four-year contract with a max value of 29.5. Um, he gets paid, man. And Billy Turner's a hell of a lineman. He can play anywhere on the line. I love that signing. Love it, love it, love it. Um, the Houston Texans, uh, they go and re-sign Jadavion Clowney on a franchise tag, $15.4 million. Um, and I... Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it depends on what they're going to do. They, they're they trying to figure out whether or not they're going to give him a linebacker tag, which gives him $15.4 million, or a defensive end tag, which gives him $17.1 million. I'm sure Clowney would rather have the defensive end one, but I'm sure the Texans are going to say, hey, we want to give you the linebacker tag. So we'll see what the league rules on that. Uh, Tashawn Gibson going to the Texans. Signed with, and he's, he's has signed with the Texans, according to this, but... Uh, I, that has yet to be seen. Um, Bradley Roby, the corner, he signs a one-year, $10 million contract. I don't know about Jonathan Bradley Roby. It's, it's a lot. From Denver. Mm. Uh, in Indianapolis, Pierre Desir, the corner, he resigns himself. He gets himself resigned. Uh, three years, $25 million. That includes $12 million guaranteed. Uh, Devin Funches, the former Carolina Panther. Severe overpaid. Yeah, way overpaid. Uh, one year, $13 million. Definitely not worth that kind of money. And then um, Marcus Hunt, the uh, defensive lineman, he gets re-signed to a two-year deal, $10 million with incentives. Um, kind of exciting um, for him. I mean, I, I don't understand why the, uh, the Colts would want to re-sign him to a $10 million contract, really. Uh, the guy's more or less a backup. Uh, the Jags. The Jags make the worst move of free agency. I thought the contract would be worse, though. I, you know, I thought it would be worse. I'm okay with this contract. I'm not. I'm not. It was, even, it was always what he was going to, going to get. He won a Super Bowl and took him deep again. I, I'm not. I'm not okay with this contract at all. Nick Foles, four years, eighty-eight million dollars. He gets a max value of a hundred and two. Oh, they're definitely going to regret it. But I mean, this is this is the low end of what what he's going to get, and I'm surprised they're able to pull it off. I, Jacksonville, I, 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 are you high? Are you nuts? $22 million a year, if not more? Golly. I don't understand this signing. Nick Foles, he's officially a Jacksonville Jaguar as of 4 o'clock today. We're going to see um, A.J. Cam, the offensive guard. He'll be re-signing on a three-year deal worth just over $15 million um, with the Jags. Uh, with the Chiefs, we're going to see uh, the Chiefs get a little bit better. Carlos Hyde, the running back, he gets a one-year deal, $2.8 million. I think he... Uh, underperformed and was underutilized in Cleveland this year. And then uh, Tyron Matthew, the safety, 
three-year deal worth $42 million a year. Now that's a deal that's worth it. Tyron Matthew, $42 million. Oh, yeah. I'd, in three years. I'd hand him that in a heartbeat. Wouldn't even be a question. Uh, Damian Wilson, linebacker, he's, he's agreed to terms on a deal. It wasn't uh, disclosed, so there's that. The L.A. Chargers, uh, Thomas Davis, he's expected to sign a two-year, $10.5 million contract. It includes $5.25 million guaranteed. Denzel Perriman, the linebacker, re-signed a two-year deal worth $12 million with the Chargers. And uh, they're expected to sign Tyrod Taylor, which is, I mean, kind of strange. You got, you know... One of the greatest quarterbacks of all time sitting on that team is Philip Rivers. Tyrod Taylor is a backup. I don't know how I feel about that. He's a that. good backup. Uh, Tyrod Taylor. Arguably, I mean, well, not arguably. I'd say top five top back in the league. Easy. Yeah, I mean, he, he could be. He didn't, he didn't perform very well with Cleveland last year. I, I expected a lot more out of him. Uh, the L.A. Rams making moves again. They, they were real close to the top, and now they're, they're trying to get themselves to the promised land. Dante Fowler. He gets re-signed to a one-year deal, $14 million, $12 million of a guarantee. I think it's a bit of an overpayment for a guy who's basically an overglorified edge rusher. But at the same time, they needed to do it in order to keep that, um, that base there. I mean, that, that's basically what it comes down to. The big signing, though, is your boy. Eric Weddle signs with the Rams, two years, $12.5 million. He'll be expected to, to uh, be going to the Rams here. With Miami, you got Dwayne Allen, the tight end. He inks a two-year deal worth $7 million. I actually like Dwayne Allen. I, like I didn't do it. I just think he's getting older. He's getting older. He's underutilized, I think, and, and uh, I think he needs to be used a lot more. And then Eric Rowe, the corner, more of a depth signing here, one year, $3.5 million with Miami. Um, now, this one was an interesting story. Over with my boys, the Minnesota Vikings, we've got Anthony Barr. So, he says he's going to join the Jets on Monday, changes his mind on Tuesday, <clears throat> and now he's set to sign a five-year, $67.5 million contract. Could go up to 77.5. It includes $33 million guaranteed. Um, Barr gets his big payout from the Vikings, decides to stay with the Vikings. On Tuesday, we'll see if he, he signs that contract at 4 p.m. And we it's officially 4 p.m., Tyler. We've hit the new league year. It's like it's like Happy New Year. This is the Edwards of Balloons. Yeah, I we know, right? We, we got, we, we need to get balloons? I mean, yes. I mean, we got balloons. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a hell of a time. But it's the new league year, Tyler. I mean... Are you excited? You didn't you didn't agree to the No, I didn't. I just picked it back. <laughs> oh god. But um, no, it's it's the new league year, Tyler. I hope you're excited. Are you excited? You you say your silence is is deafening here, Tyler. It's I mean, four o'clock is very Oh my golly. Um You know I uh, so, so we, we've got the new league year going on here. I'm still trying to find something. I've, I've, I've just tried. i got to do it now. Nope. Still bad. Still bad. You see this nonsense? And, and Scott said, oh, I want to I wanna run the computer. Uh, you shut your mouth. Um, in any case. Anyway, um, so continuing onward, Shamar Steven, the defensive tackle, he signs a three-year, $12.45 million contract. It's $5 million in the first year. I hate this signing. <clears throat> they overpaid for him. 
Um, I think Shamar Steven is a backup at best. He should not be a starting defensive tackle for this three, team. Three million, uh, four million. That's about backup. Oh God, we're not for a backup defensive tackle, and and he's he's not that good. He should be a backup. They're going to make him a starter, and I hate it. Um, he has no business being in a starting role. Um, the New England Patriots, Jason McCourty, uh, he signs a two-year deal. He's supposed to be signing a new two-year deal. He, he hasn't really gotten the details out there yet. Over with the Saints, um, <clears throat> the former Viking, Teddy Bridgewater, he's expected to re-sign with them. Uh, no details on that, that contract. That tells me that this might be Breeze's last season. It's possible. It's very, very possible. Because he could have started somewhere. And I don't know why they're going to put all the eggs in the Teddy Bridgewater basket when he performed so poorly in Week 17 this year. Um, kicker Will Lutz, he's resigning a five-year deal. I guarantee it's going to be. Here's my here's my prediction for it. It's going to be five years, twenty-six million for for Will Lutz. It'll be a, it'll be north. Of, it'll, he'll be the highest-paid kicker. Oh, it'll be five point two. I'm guessing. Awful. And then they go out and sign uh, Latavius Murray, the former Viking. They're, they're getting all of our leftovers. Uh, four years, fourteen point four million dollar deal. I actually like this contract. For, for Latavius, I like the signing too. I mean, he's, he's going to fill the role of Mark Ingram. Yep, he, he's a good he's a good running back. He he doesn't get enough credit. Um, just in Minnesota, he he didn't live up to his expectations. I I want to see whether or not he can uh, get things moving here um, with the Saints. Uh, hopefully, not too much because I know that if my boys make the playoffs, they're going to wind up running into the Saints. It always happens. Um, the New York Giants, Antoine Bethea. The safety, he signs a two-year contract with uh, the Giants. He'll be signing that at, at uh, maybe three minutes ago. Um, so he'll be with the uh, the New York football Giants. With the New York Jets, um, you've got all kinds of stuff going on with the Jets. They made another team making big splashes. Uh, they signed Henry Anderson, the uh, defensive lineman, three years, $25.2 million deal. And then the big one. Le'Veon Bell. He signs a four-year contract, $52.5 million. I know everybody is... Here's the kicker about this Le'Veon deal. Everybody's laughing at it. Everybody's talking smack about it. You know what? At the bottom line, the bottom line is this. He makes $15 million a year here with the New York Jets. 13. Is it 13? Yeah, he's actually making less than the Steelers offered him last season. Well, they, they, they said it was 15 earlier, and now you look at what the Steelers offered him, the Steelers offered him 14-5. Eh. Eh. Do I, do I really get And maybe that just says that Le'Veon doesn't feel like being with the Steelers organization. A, a team that was on its way down anyway yep. and trying to get away. Yep. Uh, they, they signed Josh Bellamy, two-year, $7 million deal, includes $2.75 million guaranteed at the signing. Jamison Crowder also goes to the Jets, three years, $28.5 million, $17 million fully guaranteed. I don't think Jamison Crowder is worth that kind of money. I think that's crazy talk. That's, uh, that's a hell of a lot of money for Jamison Crowder. I mean, that's, we're talking, what, nine a year? He's not good. It's crazy talk. And perhaps the best signing, in my opinion, that they made, your boy, C.J. Mosley, or your former boy, C.J. Mosley uh, is expected to sign a five-year, $85 million deal, $51 million guaranteed. He's going to be one of the highest-paid linebackers in the league. The highest. Is it the highest? Yep. And uh, he, he's worth every penny. The guy's worth every I penny. I think it's a little high because he's, 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 he's probably worse than barring coverage. I mean, it's possible. I don't think you um, can get much worse than Anthony Barr. But the thing is, um, this whole thing is Anthony Barr's fault. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because um, when he pulled out of the contract with the Jets, um, they they had more money to uh, throw around, and they, uh, and they, they did. They upped uh, Moses' contract, and they also upped Bell's contract. Bell's contract, yep. 
And then uh, the Oakland Raiders, they they get Trent Brown. He's expected to sign a four-year, $66 million deal with $36 million guaranteed. Trent Brown, hell of an offensive tackle. They're going to get a good one there. Um, they also pick up LaMarcus Joyner, the former Ram. He's signing a four-year, $42 million contract that uh, includes $16.7 million fully guaranteed. And then on top of that, they traded for Antonio Brown and, and with uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they got, they got away with murder on that one. They only gave up a third and a fifth rounder. And they go and pick up Tyrell Williams. He's expected to sign a deal. The terms haven't been disclosed yet, but Tyrell Williams, he's young, he's fast, he has great hands, and uh, he was very underutilized with the, uh, the Chargers last year. I like Tyrell Williams a lot. This was a great, great pickup for the Raiders if they, as long as they can get it done. Um, it, I, I think they're going to be a tremendous one-two punch over there in Oakland with Derek Carr throwing them. Oh, I know. So before you go on to um, kind of those of here's some here's some uh, news you got as of 4 o'clock. We got breaking news already? It's, it's, four, it's 4.07. I'm, I'm surprised there hasn't been anything yet. We got breaking news? Breaking news from Tyler? We got a few of them since we're... Oh, you calm down. Get your breaking news. Veteran defensive tackle Phil Taylor retiring from the NFL. Wow, Phil Taylor retiring. Wow, maybe that's because nobody wanted him. That's probably the case. Officially, the the, the Bills have agreed to terms with with Cole Beasley, John Brown, guard. Come on, breaking news. Frank Gore, Tyler Croft. Mitch Morrison and Tyneesh. All those guys. All those guys we talked about earlier, those kinds are now official. They're now official. I bet you they had them all in a room. Just like, all right, wait for the 4 o'clock hour. (laughs) (laughs) They were just waiting for it. Um, Um, The Ravens have officially traded Joe Flacco to to the Denver Broncos. That is official. We were were waiting. We knew that one weeks ago. We saw that one coming. A lot lot of this is just going to be stuff we knew, just it's finally becoming official. Right. Right tackle Daryl Williams is re-signed with the Panthers, which we've talked about happening, and yep. it's now, now it's going to be officially a uh, prove-it deal. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's that's going to be a, a good contract for him, I think. He's going to prove it. Anza. Wow, oh, that's that's yep. big breaking news. No, he didn't sign. He didn't sign. Either. Oh, he's but he's got it down to two because he's visiting two teams. Oh, so he won't be signing for a little while. But he's going to visit with the Bills and the Saints. Oh, geez. I hope he doesn't go to the Saints. That'd be bad for you, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm tired of the Saints. Hate the Saints. And that's the latest so far. The latest. So, um, continuing onward, Philadelphia Eagles, Brandon Graham, the defensive end, he signs on a three-year contract extension, $40 million a year. Great signing for them. And then uh, perhaps the Eagles should be sending the Jags a thank you card because the Jags, due to the Nick Foles pickup, they had to drop Malik Jackson, the defensive tackle. And Malik Jackson goes ahead and signs a three-year deal, $30 million with the Eagles. Um, so they take Nick Foles off of the Eagles' hands, and uh, the Eagles go say, all right, well, we're going to get Malik Jackson. And I thought it was a brilliant move by the Eagles, getting a great defensive tackle, fortifying an already terrifying defensive line. It made a whole lot of sense. I love this move. Um, for the Steelers, um, Ramon Foster, he gets re-signed to a two-year deal, $8.25 million. They actually got a good offensive guard there, re-signed to a, long, or to a two-year deal, <clears throat> and they got him for cheap. They got him for for four point one, really four million a year for Ramon Foster. I think they got away with one there. He's a little bit older, but Not he's bad. Still, but he's still playing good ball. Uh, Steve Nelson, the corner. They also get uh, have him agreed to terms three years, twenty five point five million. <clears throat> with the Niners, they made some good moves. Quan Alexander being the most notable, uh, four year deal, fifty four million dollars. 
Um, he'll be he's expected to sign that. Robbie Gold, the kicker, uh, he's they're, they're placing the franchise tag on him. Gold is still a really good kicker. And Mike Person, the offensive guard, he resigned a three-year deal um, just uh, within the last 24 hours. The uh, Seattle Seahawks, Frank Clark, they plan placed the franchise tag on him. It's worth 17.1 million. And they uh, they picked up Jason Myers, the kicker. He's signing with them. Um, that's a hell of a pickup because Jason Myers is a good kicker. He's very underrated. Very good. Very good kicker. Um, Tampa Bay, Deion Buchanan, the offensive line or the outside linebacker rather. Uh, he signs a one-year prove-it deal to, to uh, be with the team uh, because he wants to be with Bruce Arians, is what he said. Um, Donovan Smith, the offensive tackle, he resigns a three-year deal, $41.25 million over three years. Uh, he gets $27 million guaranteed with the Tampa Bay Bucks. The Tennessee Titans actually made some moves that I really enjoyed. Um, Adam Humphreys being the most notable, four years, $36 million. Great signing by them. Uh, Kevin Pamphiel, the offensive tackle, he resigns with the Titans for a one-year deal. Roger Saffold, he's signing with the Titans, uh, offensive guard. That's a hell of a pickup. Four years, $44 million deal, 22.5 in guarantees. It's $11 million a, de- a year for him. Kenny Vaccaro, arguably one of the most underrated safeties in this league. He'll be resigned on a four-year deal for $26 million, $11.5 guaranteed. And Cameron Wake, the edge rusher, he signs a three-year deal worth $23 million, $10 million in guarantees. The edge rusher goes to Tennessee. And last but not least, the Washington Redskins, Landon Collins, the former New York Giant, he signs a six-year deal, $84 million, $45 million in guarantees. Um, and uh, Adrian Peterson, they're bringing him back. Old man AP, he resigns a two-year, $8 million deal with the Redskins, so they get their, their starting running back. Uh, to return on a discount. So, and those are the signings that were expected as of four o'clock. It's now four twelve. Um, we're waiting for a few more to come in. And uh, Tyler, man, we got some splash signings going mm. on. Do we have more breaking news, Tyler? A little bit. Oh my gosh! Well, officially, you're gonna, you're gonna play the stupid thing, aren't you? I am gonna play the stupid thing. <laughs> OBJ is officially a Cleveland Brown. Yeah, trade has gone through. Right tackle Ryan Schrader, um, the Falcons uh, um, released him. They released Ryan Schrader? Yeah? Is that what I'm hearing? Looks like it. Was... Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan Schrader out the door. Um, wow. That's wild. And last but not least... Dolphins still trying to make a push to get Teddy Bridgewater from the Saints since that uh, that deal is not official yet. The, the, I'm, well, I mean, they see the Saints brought him back. They said they're bringing him back, but the Saints haven't said anything about trading him. We knew the Dolphins were, were well. He's unrestricted free agent. Teddy Bridgewater. He's already been. He's already said he was going to resign. With he is the not Saints. signing. It's not. But it's uh-huh. not. It, it, it's that not was official. before four o'clock. Still not like official. I said. Nothing's <laughs> official until it's official. <laughs> still not official. Teddy Bridgewater. So what you're, what basically, if you're Teddy Bridgewater, the conversation is, do I want to take over for Drew Brees and sit behind him for this year and uh, however many longer, or do I want to start tomorrow? You want to sit behind Drew Brees, and I don't think he's going to start tomorrow. I think no matter where he goes, he's going to wind up uh, sitting behind somebody. Well, because Tannehill's going to be out the door. Well, uh, yeah, he could be. I mean, I just. I just think that that he's going to wind up sitting behind stuff. If Tannehill goes out the door, I think the Miami Dolphins are going to go into the draft and they're going to pick up a quarterback in the draft. I think they're almost they almost have to 
Bridgewater underperformed so much in that final game of the season with the Saints. I think it was very telling about what uh, Teddy Bridgewater is capable of currently um, with the very serious lack of playing time that he's had in the last, what, three years with that knee injury. He's been on the sh- he was on the shelf for, what, two years, and then he, he goes and sits behind Drew Brees for a year, comes in in Week 17 and craps the bed. I don't think he's had enough significant playing time to make a true impact in Miami. Oh, I agree. But I think, I, I, but I think they're going to try. But I mean, they could. They could. I mean, I let's see if they keep pushing for it. I guess. I don't but know. With that, we're going to take a quick break while we get some more breaking news. And when we come back, we will uh, go through some more breaking news as they come up. Yeah. As but while in. we're waiting, we'll we'll take some of the bigger stories and, and dive more into them as since we kind of did shotgun through a lot of the what's going to happen. Yeah. We'll take some of the bigger ones and start talking about it as we're waiting for more breaking we're, news. Yeah. We had to talk a lot about the all those signings, all those signings. all the maybe signings, the maybe yeah, I guess the maybe signings, the the like ninety five percent sure signings. Hey, if if Bridgewater goes to Miami now, it's going to my point is, hey, you never know. Yeah, it's it's the ninety five percent sure signings. That's what we'll call. It. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like like Tyler said, we'll we'll delve into our stories here pretty shortly, and uh, yeah, we'll be right back uh, right here on the outside blitz. You get all the benefits of one of the larger massage chain parlors, but in a more intimate and personal setting. With four years experience, massage therapist and owner Amanda Yata's goal is to help people in a natural way, offering Swedish deep tissue pregnancy, aromatherapy, and sports massages. You will feel better and have more energy in just one hour. It's Your Time Massage is offered in-home, Amanda's or yours, with the rates ranging from $55 to $130. You get professional quality at an affordable rate. Contact Amanda today at 313-686-4347 or online at iytmassage.com. It's Your Time Massage, a natural way to improve your well-being. And welcome back, everybody, to the Outside Blitz. I am your host, the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown, stealing the role of Tyler Dean to bring us back in for uh, part two here. You know, third coffin there. Yeah, you're dying. Choking some food. Mm-hmm. And um, Tyler, guess what? Yeah, we're gone like five minutes. And this is a few things. Yeah. Breaking uh, news. Start to talk. Um, many, um, many people are saying that Giants are going to have trouble signing players in free agency after proving they are willing to get rid of many of their best players after giving them long-term contracts. Just, just talk to one ex-player who said that after seeing the OBJ trade, if I were a free agent, I wouldn't go there. Wow. Wow. That's that's a big deal. I mean, it hurts your credibility. You're, yep. you, you just give Beckham a huge contract and bye-bye out the door. <laughs> players them. players love money. But they love stability. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's a big thing. And uh, OBJ gets to uproot from New York and uh, go to Cleveland, which is always fun. Which is a better <clears throat> fit for him going forward. I mean, Cleveland's on pace to have a lot of success. Yeah, that's and and... I, I I agree with the players that that you're not getting the stability in New York that you need. Um, I mean, for and and really, it, it, New York's been kind of unstable for a long time under Get Dave Gettleman, and it's I mean, been a ship just patching up holes. Yeah, and and now it's it's finally sinking. You're going to see the Giants uh, hit the bottom of the league, 
Um, and and it's going to be hard for them to, to dig their way back out of this one. The Giants are really good at getting rid of players that are still in their prime. Mm-hmm. Mario Manningham, Hakeem Nix, uh, Victor Cruz. Yeah, they they don't like keeping guys. <clears throat> they just send them out the door and say, "Oh well, I'll just do something different." And, and they need to make up their mind, I think, and and find a, a good nucleus and stick with it. So, but uh, Tyler, that's not the news I want to hear. That's not the news. Cowboys, we signed tackle Cameron Fleming for two years up to eight point five million. Good resigning. Good resigning. I like that. It's good. It, 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 it keeps the uh, Cowboys' uh, offensive line sitting stable. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean the Cowboys, they they've got the money to throw around. Jerry Jones is gonna is going to keep throwing that money around, um, and, and he, he gets away with it. He's going to get away with one here, uh, keeping that offensive line together. The offensive line in the Cowboys is what has kept them so strong. Um, they had one of the best offensive lines last year. They had one of the best offensive lines this year. Um, so I, I believe this move was was very, very smart. They get away with one here. And uh, they really got the guy on kind of a discount, really. Oh, yeah, for four, sure. $4 million a year. And that's not bad. So, But that is still, Tyler... Not the news I want to hear. And we will keep playing this sound until I hear the news I want to hear. That's just what it's going to be. Now give me the news I want to hear. The Dolphins release star Josh Sitton. That is not the news I wanted to hear, but that is very interesting. Now we're seeing some releases coming in. Um, you know, uh, now that the new league year has begun, Josh Sitton, he winds up getting released. Uh, I, it's surprising. To be honest with you, I'm surprised by that move because Sitton's a good player. He is. So he'll he'll end up landing somewhere. Yeah, uh, and it's also surprising because they need to protect their quarterback. Yes, it is. You know, they need to protect the quarterback. I mean, Ryan Tannehill. Whoever that may be. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill was harassed and beat up last year. Uh, we saw him get the hell beat out of him against the Vikings, and now that they're going to release release Sitton, I, I, I it, it this is kind of like a non. It's like one of those moves that makes no sense to me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, 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 I'm debating. Like it's just it's dumb. It makes no sense. And and you you weren't paying an arm and a leg for Josh Sitton. You know he was making good money, but he, it's not like he was making twenty million dollars. Exactly. You know I it, that's a that's a head scratcher. Yeah, de- senseless move. I, I understand the guy is is you know in his early thirties. I I don't know. I don't know what anybody's thinking. But Tyler, that is still not the news I wanted to hear. So I'm gonna do it again. The Chiefs, yes, release safety Eric Berry. That's the news I wanted to hear. And then just recently, oh boy. they uh, specified that he'll be a post June first release. Wow, because they'll save more cap that way. Wow, yeah, I could see that. Um, they so it'll be post June first. Um, that kind of sucks for Barry though, because he's got to go out and try and find a team. So they're really kind of screwing him. And what's interesting is he only played two games last season. Yeah, yeah, they're screwing him pretty bad. I mean, you think about that. You know, you you get released, and and this obviously comes on the heels of the Tyron Matthew uh, signing. They're they're going to be signing him if it hasn't been made official yet. I'm not sure. We're already a half hour into the new league year, and um, with it not uh, um. With with it not being official yet, uh, I, I'm kind of curious as to why they would release Eric Berry. Um, I also I'm curious as to why they would release Eric Berry when you if you have Tyron Matthew and you have Eric Berry in that backfield, one playing strong, one playing free, 
when you and I were talking about this during the break, you made mention of it. You you expect it to be um, a great one-two punch for them, and instead the Chiefs go out and say to hell with you. And this is the Chiefs team that had one of the worst defenses in the league last year. And maybe it's more of a uh, we're not sure what we want to do. Maybe. It could be. It could be a cap casualty. We, I mean, we don't know. And it's going to save $9.5 million. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. If Barry could stay healthy. And he hasn't. So, so I, in a way, it makes sense. Yeah, in a way, it does. Uh, Tyron Matthew in, in, uh, is going to be a great um, uh, player to take his spot, to take Eric Barry's position. I, I, I very much believe that Tyron Matthew is more than capable of handling it. They get Tyron Matthew on a good deal. You know, I, I can see the why they made the move. At the same time, I, I it's debatable about uh, about whether or not it was a smart move. Um, and, and you know, they're they're always they're losing a ton of pieces on their defensive side of the ball anyway. They're they're losing D Ford. They already lost. They're they're supposed to be losing him to the Niners any minute now. I mean, really, it's it's questionable. And and I don't know if the Chiefs are actually going to be making their defense better because that was their that turned out to be their Achilles heel. Um, this season, so I yep, they they, I they, they consistently had to put up points to stay in games, right? And that's that's the problem you're having. So, but the Chiefs, you know, they release Eric Berry. That's uh, that'll be fun, and and he's gonna go get picked up somewhere. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, but it's it's gonna be but tough for him. He'll, to get he'll picked have up. to he'll have to get a one or two year deal to prove he can stay healthy. Yeah, and it's gonna be tough for him to get picked up after June first. That's the big kicker because that's when all the all the uh, uh, training camps are set to start and everything like that. So somebody will reach out to him, I'm sure. But at the same time, like I said, the he'll likely know where he's going by the time he get anywhere near June first. Yeah, the the Chiefs are kind of screwing him though. They're kind of screwing him pretty bad. I I if I was Eric Berry, I'd be I'd be pissed right now. I'd be furious. That's ridiculous. Buccaneers sign running back Peyton Barber to one year. Hang on, you you didn't let me hit the noise. Nothing. So say it again with conviction. Fucking years, re-signed running back Peyton Barber to one year. There you go. Uh, Peyton, yeah, Peyton Barber. Um, no I, details on the on the dollars. God, I hope it's not a big contract. Uh, Peyton Barber performed. It's like one crap. year, so it's probably not much. I, I would tend to hope not. But I mean, you you always see these these veteran running backs, these guys that have been in the league for a couple of years, maybe two years. They get signed to this monster five million dollar deal for one year, and I think it's just crazy talk. But uh, Peyton Barber, I don't even think he's worth pick keeping around, to be honest with you. I'm surprised Bruce Arians is okay with that. Um, yeah, this is that, that one's interesting. I, I Peyton Barber, like I said, grossly underperformed last year. Yes, he did. I mean, disgustingly over, underperformed. So we'll see. I mean, I understand it was Dirk Cotter's uh, system versus Bruce Arians' system. We'll see what he what he turns into. But same time, mm, I don't know. I wouldn't even want to keep him as a backup. I, I, I don't I think mean, he, we'll see how that Bruce Arian system looks with yeah. Tampa Bay. Yeah, I don't think he translates to, the, to translates to the NFL at this point. All right, hit the button. All right, it just it's like rolling in here. It's fantastic. Packers decline tender on safety Kendall Bryce. Wow, wow! I'm surprised. You know the Packers have so many issues in that secondary, and they they go and they pick up Amos, then they send out and they send out Haha Clinton Dix. But then they they send Bryce out the door, and it raises the question about if, uh, who's going to be their safety in in the coming year here. Um, you know, you've, you've got basically one good safety back there in Adrian Amos, and that's that's all you got. So I'm I'm starting to question um, 
how logical it is of the Green Bay Packers right now to to uh, not tender him. For sure, I agree. You know, that's that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. On the same note of the Packers, the mm. same team, so I'm not going to ask you to replay the button. I'm going to play the button because it's my new favorite thing. No, we're not. We need to call it now. Packers will be retaining wide receiver Geronimo Wilson. You know, a one-year deal. I like this move. Uh, Allison's got a lot of upside. It's more of a prove-it deal. Um, and with all the cap that they were throwing around, I mean, they threw around some big contracts this year that were very front-heavy. They front-loaded a lot of these new contracts that they're they're um, giving their free agent signings. And it's smart because when guys like Geronimo Allison, if they continue to develop, which Geronimo Allison did develop a lot over the course of the last couple of years, um, with how those with how, how how he's developing, if Allison continues to to develop, he'll be able to get that big money long term deal that they want him to get. Then at the same time, you know those those uh, big free agent signings will will still get their money. So I, I think the the Packers are making a smart move here. And, and they're giving Allison kind of a prove-it deal, and, and they're going to see if he's worth that big-money contract down the line. So I like that deal. The Baltimore Ravens. Uh-huh. I'm just going to wait. Come on. You know they probably think Well, I'm going to play it. The Baltimore Ravens have officially agreed on, on terms for Errol Thomas and Mark Ingram. Ooh. Ooh. Earl Thomas and Mark Ingram. I actually, I, I like both those signings. I thought they were fantastic. Signings. I do. You're, you're always going to pay for Earl Thomas. I mean, no one, it shouldn't come to a shock or pay him thirteen five a year. No, no. Earl Thomas is, and he's worth every penny. Yes. He's got a little bit of an injury bug. We understand that last two years he's been hurt. <clears throat> but we also got to understand that Earl Thomas, in spite of those injuries, Earl Thomas has been very, very, very good for the Seahawks for a long time. He's, what, 29, 30 years old at this point? Um, yeah, 29. He he's got uh he's in his prime essentially really that's that's what it is I mean you, generally your prime is from twenty seven to thirty two this man is in his prime so they're they're getting a, a good safety and and they're giving him a good deal so I I like this move and I was and I even told you in the phone the other day I was skeptical on, on the Mark Ingram thing because of yeah. having Gus Edwards but looking at it the last two running backs that a lot of people thought was going to be the next guy for mm-hmm. Ravens. Let's let's talk about him. Justin Forsett had one good season. Next season fizzled. Yep. Um, Alex Collins one good season and fizzled. <clears throat> yep. And Gus Edwards had a good half season and we'll see what yep. he does. We'll see. Um, Ingram they got him on a, on a much later deal than, than most people expected at five a year. Mm-hmm. So I I think um do I think he's going to play all three years in Baltimore? Uh, I mean he could. He could. But I, I think the, it's very possible. The contract's very uh friendly if they if if he underperforms then it it'll, it'll be easier to get to get rid of him after a year or two. Right. I I I think the signing was was a, honestly I think it's a brilliant signing. It, think, it goes to show depending how the draft goes obviously they they're, they're going to have to adjust receiver. Yeah. But they're they're trying to uh, they're going to be a run heavy team no matter what even though you do get a big bop receiver. That is correct. So now you have Three guys who you can you can spread that ball with them. It's going to help reduce Lamar's running and help keep him healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and really, we we saw it and and we've we've seen it before. The run really helps open up those pass plays and and buy the quarterback some time, and that's kind of what Lamar needs. So if Lamar can get more accurate, who knows? This this could be could be a good team. Yeah. You know, but and, that, that, there's a big if on that, and I'm not taking that to the bank right now. Right, and and uh, Gus Edwards, I mean, he had a he, like you said, he had a he had a very very good uh, half a season last season, and and that's all well and good. I like Gus Edwards a lot. 
Um, but at the end of the day, Mark Ingram's going to be the guy that gives you more uh, bang for your buck, if you will. Yeah, I, I believe. I think Mark Ingram is the the better running back there. He he actually had a really good season uh, with the Saints, even in spite of missing time, in spite of of uh, you know the sh- oh, the shadow of of Alvin Kamara. Uh, he really played great ball. So I, I mean, you got to hand it to Mark Ingram. He played his heart out for for a new contract, and and here he is. He's got his new deal, and and I think he's going to turn out really well. So I, I believe in Mark Ingram. I do too. I think I think it's going to turn out very well for the Ravens. Yes, and and it's a they, you know your Ravens are a very run happy team. They, yes, they are very run heavy. Um, we've known that for years and years and, and years. even more so now. Yep, John Harbaugh. He's he he loves running the football. So that's he, he got a good good running back basically. I mean, I'm not going to call him an elite runner. I'm not going to sit here and call him you know oh he's a top five guy or anything like that. I think he's he's maybe ten to fifteen in the league. He, he, I think he's ten, but but um, when, he's, when, when he's when he's performing at a high level, he's ten for sure. Yeah, I, I but at the same time, you know, I he he can he can get things done for this football team if if given the right tools. I, I think he can, and he's he's been given a very very like you said, team friendly price. This is very uh, a very good deal for the Ravens. They get away with one here, and they get a good free agent out of out of paying. I mean, really peanuts. I mean, they, they paid them nickels on the dime here. So I mean I gotta love that one. They got a good deal here. Yeah, no doubt. So uh we have more breaking news, Tyler. Hit me. Sources say Teddy Bridgewater has not agreed to anything with anyone. Oh and I quote, no decision, no rush. Wow. That's that's gonna be interesting. Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, it, it was expected of him to to play for the Saints this year. It was expected of him to to become a uh uh, but we knew this could be a thing because when they traded for him, he was already sitting on a one-year deal only. So, so they would have had to re-sign him to do anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I he was sitting on a one-year deal. We knew that. Um, I, I don't know if the Saints, you know, were just kind of waiting to see what what Sean Payton felt. I don't know if they were waiting to, for the new league year. I, I don't know what their plan was there. But uh, they could very well lose him to Miami, and and obviously the negotiations probably were opened up by Miami, which is why uh, the Saints are struggling to lock him down. And um, really, Miami, it, it could be a good destination for him there. It, it, I, I think it, it could give him the starting role. It, it could give him more money. And really, I think that's what it boils down to is dollars and cents. You're going to get $5 million. You, you paid the man $5 million with New Orleans to, to sit behind Drew Brees this past year. That's, that's what he was getting paid. Because remember, he got picked up by the Jets, and then the Jets traded him to New Orleans. Now... If he's with New Orleans, he's probably going to get paid around the same amount, and Miami's probably offering a significant amount more. I'm willing to bet good money Miami's offering him somewhere in the vicinity of you know seven point five to eight million a year, and and if they are, then the Saints are going to have to decide whether or not they want to pay ten million dollars for a backup quarterback. And I don't think they will. No, I don't think they're going to want to, <clears throat> unless they can get him on a five, six-year contract and, and really keep him around for the long term. And even then, it's questionable because you don't know if he's going to be the guy. If I'm the New Orleans Saints right now, I'm saying, see you later, Teddy. Have fun in Miami. Have fun floundering. We'll find ourselves another backup quarterback. And frankly, I don't understand why the hell you need Teddy Bridgewater when you got Taysom Hill hanging around. I, I think if you're Teddy Bridgewater, you waited out in, in uh, New Orleans because Breeze is about done. Yeah, but at the same time, like I said, you got Taysom Hill hanging around. 
I mean, Taysom Hill has has proven he's not proven to be able to do it consistently. Well, Taysom Hill has proven. I mean, he was a he was a quarterback in college. He's been an offensive weapon. He understands. You can tell Taysom Hill. Well, don't bring that offensive weapon. Well, crap. you know what I mean. But <laughs> you, you know, you can tell Taysom Hill understands the New Orleans State Saints system better than Teddy Bridgewater does at this point. I mean, I would argue that I I believe Taysom Hill understands more about the routes, understands more about about where the receiver is going to wind up being, understands more about the running lanes. I think Taysom Hill would be a better quarterback in this league for the New Orleans Saints than Teddy Bridgewater would be for the New Orleans Saints at this point in time. You could be right. And and that's what I'm thinking. I, I believe Taysom Hill is going to be the main reason why the Saints just say, see you later, Teddy, because they know that they've got a guy that will sit behind Breeze and be just as successful. Now that's that's his my take on it. Now Bridgewater goes to Miami. Say he does go to Miami. Uh, I, I don't know. Miami it, they're not real high on the draft board, so guys like Haskins are not going to be available. Guys like uh, um, uh, Kyler Murray are not going to be available. We know this, but at the same time, you go into the second round. Think about who could be available there. Maybe a guy like a Drew Locke comes in, starts playing for Miami. Drew Locke could be the guy. Then I, I think if Drew Locke comes in, really, and I know a lot of people aren't putting a whole lot of stock in a guy like a Drew Locke, but at the same time, I think if Drew Locke gets picked up and he gets he goes to Miami, I think you have a legitimate quarterback competition over there um, to see who's actually going to be the starter. And frankly, I think Drew Locke is capable, fully 110% capable, of outperforming Teddy Bridgewater. I'd agree. I, I think Drew Locke is more accurate. I think he's he's got a better arm. I, I think he's he's more of a pocket passer. I like Drew Locke. I, I think Drew Locke's a, a great a great player. And and uh, to me, it's going to wind up being you know something really special over there in Miami if they do wind up getting him. But this Teddy Bridgewater thing, it's it's shaking things up. And I don't think and you know I also don't don't understand who Teddy Bridgewater thinks he is. <laughs> you know, to be honest with you. I, Teddy Bridgewater thinks he's just some guy. Oh no, rush! No, I'm a superstar. No, no, bro, you you want to rush? You want to get picked up early, man? You want to get picked up? You want to sign that deal and you want to move on, man? I if I'm Teddy Bridgewater, I am not gonna be waiting around. I'm gonna go, hey, sign me. Let's get this thing done. I want to play some football and I want to get paid because at the end near when you start nearing the end of free agency, and we've seen this before, guys wait and then they don't get signed. Guys wait. And then they're sitting around on free agency forever. We saw the same damn thing with Des Bryant. Mm-hmm. Des Bryant gets cut. He sits around on free agency. He starts denying deals. Next thing you know, Des Bryant didn't play a year of football. And so then he comes back, didn't play in terms of Achilles. Yeah. So, I mean, realistically, we, we've seen this before. We, we've seen this whole thing before. So, I to me, Teddy, shut your mouth. You're not Tom Brady. You're not a big all-star. You're not worth that big of a contract. Just take your money and sit your ass down on the bench. Period. That's because that's where he's going to be headed. If not injured again. If not hurt again, yeah. With that bum leg. And uh, we got more breaking news, Tyler. Give it to me. Buccaneers releasing defensive tackle Mitch Unride based on a failed physical. Wow. A failed physical? Really? Yep. Wow. Uh, now we've seen the failed physical thing before, um, and, it, and it makes you wonder. Um, makes you wonder, uh, you know, are they going to potentially think about bringing him back? We've seen guys fail physicals, get released. 
pass the physical, either get picked up by another team or actually get re-signed by their, the team that, that released him for the failed physical, um, it does raise questions. Uh, Unrein's a good player. He's a very good tackle. Um, he plays good ball. Uh, good run stopper, big boy. Uh, the, I mean, I understand the failed physical thing. I don't understand the. Uh, I, I maybe and maybe I'm missing something regarding the rules of the NFL regarding failed physicals. Um, I don't know if it's absolutely 100 percent necessary for them to release him. But hey, cool, <laughs> Mitch Unrein. We'll see how that turns yeah, out. I, I bet you any money. And normally this is it's a weird situation. You know, normally when you fail a physical and a team releases you, and then you go to free agency and you get signed. What happens? You know, you, you suddenly you're a week later. You're passing your physical and getting yeah. put on your team. So it wouldn't surprise me if you wound up elsewhere. And there's a lot of teams with a lot of need at defensive tackle. So that's an interesting little animal. Um, and uh, we have more breaking news, Tyler. The Patriots doing due diligence on tight end Jared Cook. Jared Cook to the Patriots. The Patriots are operating under the assumption that Rob Gronkowski will be back. Um, people close to Gronk believe that there are, there's a better chance that he returns rather than hang it up. Wow. But they are pursuing Jared Cook. Interesting. Interesting move, you know, and, and it begs the question, and I guess it's a, a very good question to ask. Even though they're operating under the idea that they believe that Rob Gronkowski is going to return for the year, I think something that is, um, do you think, I will put it this way, do you think Rob Gronkowski gets traded if Jared Cook walks through the door. No. No? You think they he love two around? tight end sets. Yeah, and then that is a possibility. Now, they haven't had a two tight end set really in a while. They, they had uh, Dwayne Allen, didn't they? Uh, they, didn't, they just didn't really Yeah, they, they didn't use it like the Hernandez-Gronk double tight end set. Um, that, that, that's the, the interesting thing. Um, and I know they're, they're trying to recreate the, the Gronk and Hernandez minus the murder deal. But, uh, you know, at the same time, you know, I, I have this, this weird feeling, this weird, weird feeling okay. that Jared Cook is going to come in and take Rob Gronkowski's job based on the injuries that Rob Gronkowski has sustained over the years. Now, Gronk's, his body is breaking down. He's 30 years old now. Um, body is, is finally starting to break down from football. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think the Patriots might might wind up sending him out the door because he. I mean, you, you you've seen Gronk. He's not the same Gronk. Yeah. But Jared Cook is getting up there in age. He's thirty one. Still playing at a high level. Yeah. Still plays at a high level. Still a red zone threat. Um. Still getting yardage. Still getting looks. I I, I like Jared Cook. I mean, and you know Tom Brady. Tom Brady can turn anybody into a superstar. I know we we hate Tom Brady. I don't like Tom Brady. You don't like Tom Brady. We hate Tom Brady around these parts. We I get it. Same time. When when I'm thinking about Tom Brady, I know Tom Brady can turn anybody into a star. He turned Julian Edelman into a star, right? Yes, yes I mean, he did. He turned Wes Welker into a star. I mean, he turned uh, Deion Branch into a star. I mean, look at what, what Tom Brady does. He turns guys into stars. And uh, to be honest with you, I, I, Tom Brady, he I think he could turn Jared Cook into a star, no problem. And Jared Cook has, has performed well with some pretty bad quarterbacks yes he has you know so questions there there's a lot of questions there um and and we have more breaking news i love this stuff <laughs> i love it. arizona cardinals officially trained the sixth round pick 
for Steelers right tackle Marcus Gilbert. Wow, that's a good signing. That's a good pickup. Six round for a wow. Six round for a tackle. Um a starting tackle. You know, really a, a guy that plays good ball. He's entering the final year of his six year thirty million dollar contract. That included uh, seven point five in signing bonus. He's had to make a base salary of four point eight in 2018 there. You know, and here's the the interesting thing about about the Steelers and we we've talked about this on prior episodes. You know, when you're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, what I find when it comes to the Steelers is that they've always had a very good offensive line and that's why Le'Veon Bell and James Conner were so successful. Mm-hmm. Gilbert's been a part of that offensive line for a long time. For a long time, but this past season he missed most of the season. Right, but he's going to come in and he's going to play very very well for the Arizona Cardinals. And that's a smart move. You get a tackle, you're going to protect Josh Rosen or whoever your quarterback may be. We, we have been hearing inklings of Kyler Murray getting picked up in Arizona. And um, really what it comes down to is, is uh, you know, can, uh, can Kyler Murray or, or can Josh Rosen be properly protected? He was the most harassed quarterback in the pocket last year. Marcus Gilbert gives him, gives him some love, and then it also is going to help David Johnson out. David Johnson had a down year, and and that'll that'll be very helpful to him as well, uh, getting that that little bit of protection, maybe some lead blocks there. Like I said, you saw how successful Gilbert was in Pittsburgh. You saw how successful the running backs were over there, particularly Le'Veon Bell. Now James Conner, you, you're going to see a similar outcome here in Arizona if they continue picking up good offensive linemen like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So we have more breaking news. Tyler, this is a fun day. Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, did he actually do something? He's on a flight to Miami. Wow. Visiting with the Dolphins wow. this after, later this afternoon. Wow. I'm, I'm not rushing into anything. I'm going to go to Miami. Yeah, you asshole. Hit the button again. Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna, my god! You're going to be interested in this oh, one. Oh, boy. Peak my interest, Tyler. Come on. Vikings. Oh, Getting trade interest in cornerback Trey Waynes. All right, yeah. Getting rid of him frees up $9 million on a year. Um, the Vikings exercised his fifth-round option. They were trying to shop him around at the Combine. Um, I was hoping that uh, – I was hoping that that really – uh, they were gonna they were gonna dump him. That that was my hope because I think Trey Wayne since he got drafted in 2015 he has underperformed as a first round selection. I think the guy's overrated to be honest with you and and you know make, he's expected to make 12 million this year so that's a lot. Well it's it's nine but it's it's three with the the bo- or 12 with the three million bonus. I, I to me I don't think Trey Wayne's is worth that amount. Not even close. Um, I don't even think Xavier Rhodes makes that amount, and and I think that's ridiculous, especially because Trey Waynes is a number two corner. I think Mike Hughes, as long as he can stay healthy, um, can can do just as well as him. And I also think Mackenzie Alexander, who who is a second rounder, he's getting paid far less. And Mackenzie Alexander has really stepped up his game. Last season, he stepped up his game. Mackenzie Alexander could be the number two corner over there, as far as I'm concerned. And I think Hughes is more of a slot corner. If the Vikings were smart, they're going to dump Trey Waynes. They're going to get a draft pick for him, and they're going to go into this draft and they're going to go ahead and get themselves a corner. Trey, it's, it's, if they can, depends on how, how much they're willing to part ways. It doesn't say how many teams, but there are teams that are interested. Yeah, there's teams interested, and I think the Vikings. To be honest with you, I think the Vikings are going to entertain the idea of a second or a late first rounder. I, I think Trey Waynes 
you're not going to get anything more than the third. I, I don't think that's the case. I think a team is going to be willing at this juncture in time to overpay for a, this type of corner, and and I, I think they're going to. I think they're going to overpay for this guy, and they're going to go ahead and ta- start throwing draft picks around. They want it to be locked down. They realize that guys like DeAndre Baker and Greedy Williams are going to be going early in the draft. I think teams have also realized that Greedy Williams has lost a lot of steam in this draft. People are not looking at corner in this draft as a viable first-round option anymore for some weird reason. Greedy Williams has gone from being a top-five guy to being a guy that's going to go in the late 20s, maybe even the second round. I'm going to say you're high and they're going to get a fourth-rounder for him. I think a fourth-rounder is a a little low. Maybe I'm nuts, but uh, realistically, I mean, I think teams are willing to overpay for Trey Waynes. If the Vikings do this, it's smart on their end. They drop all that cap space and they get away with murder. This is smart. This is a smart move if they can go ahead and get rid of Trey Waynes. I hope they do. And I hope they get Everson Griffin to restructure his contract, too. That's another thing that they're trying to execute to free up some cap space and make some moves in free agency. Rick Spielman is a smart general manager. The selection of Trey Waynes, um, uh, picking up the selection to tra- to, to accept Trey Waynes' uh, fifth-round option, rather, smart. It was smart. You use him as trade bait. It was it was a brilliant move. So I, I like this. I think they need to get rid of them. So and uh, we have even more, even more breaking. Seahawks place second round tender on free agent offensive tackle George Fant. You know, it's interesting that they're doing this, but it's smart all at the same time. You know, they they put a second round tender on him. You know, anybody who wants him, give me your second rounder. And I think the Seahawks realized right now that offensive linemen are are kind of at a premium in this draft. I, I or in, the, in not and not just in the draft but in free agency as well. Offensive linemen, this is what a weaker offensive lineman class here in a free agency market. Take a look at at the free agents the, the free agent offensive linemen this year there's nothing. And I think really if you look at their the the um the draft the really what Jonah Williams that's the, only, the big one. That's the only one that, that people are really staring at, um, you know, that are they're really glaring at as a, a first round selection. Beyond that, anything else, offensive lineman, it's it's second round and beyond. Um so Jonah Williams is is the guy. So I think it's smart by the Seahawks. They're basically saying if you want an offensive lineman that is experienced and a veteran in this league, and if you want a guy that you can get to protect your quarterback or give your your lead blocks to your running backs, you're going to have to give us a second rounder so we can go in the second round and make a big move. Smart move by the Seahawks. I thought that was brilliant. Let's see how it turns out. Yeah, this is very, very smart. More breaking news, Tyler. Hit me. Arizona Cardinals signed kicker Cole Murphy. Eh, eh, eh. I mean, okay. You know, they, they got uh, a kicker right there. Okay. That's, that's not really, it doesn't really count as good the next one. Okay. The Chargers me. re-signed defensive tackle. Brandon Meebane. Brandon Meebane, that's a good choice. Now, the Chargers, they needed to retain one of those defensive tackles, whether it be Meebane or whether it be Corey Legit. Um, I think Legit was going to garner much more um, salary cap than, than Meebane, and they let Legit walk. Legit's 28 years old. Meebane, he get he sticks around. He's a little bit younger, I believe. Um, Meebane performed, I believe, better than Legit did. I think that they're going to go into the draft and they're going to probably draft a defensive tackle. There's a lot of defensive front seven um, in this draft and, and that is really worth um, picking up in the first round. So so great move. Great move by, by the uh, 
the Chargers there, keeping Mebane around. At least they're going to keep one of those great defensive tackles around. That's the big thing. Um, and we've got more breaking news. Jets hosting cornerback Brian Poole for a visit. Brian Poole, um, the Jets have been making all kinds of moves in their secondary and now we've got Brian Poole. Brian Poole's a hell of a corner. Um, he's not really that old. I mean, Brian Brian Poole's 27, I believe. Um, great corner. He, and he's he's uh, a kind of a shutdown corner, really. I mean, 26. 26. And he doesn't get torched a whole lot. Um, he's been a number one corner in a lot of different places. If the Jets are pursuing him, they're making a smart move. The Jets are going to – and they're fortifying that secondary. Have you noticed that? They're, they're fortifying the defense. They're putting together a good linebacking squad. They're putting together a good secondary. The Jets suddenly have been, and same with the Browns, they've taken all that cap space and they said, we're going to make a splash, and they went out and made some big, big moves. Absolutely. Should should New England sweat yet? I think the, I, I don't think they should be, but I think they're getting ready to start perspirating quite a bit because you have these Jets nipping at their heels. It's getting a little scary here over there in, in the East. Um the Jets, I mean, they, we knew that they, they were going to throw money around. We didn't know that they were going to throw money around like this. You know, they, they went and re-signed Quincy Inunua, uh, which I thought was a great, great re-signing. And, and now they're, they're really going to fortify a defense that, that was torched a lot last year. They, they really were. So, um, to me, I love this move. It's a good move. It is a smart move. It's a very, well, very it's not a sign that he's visiting. Well, he's, they're going to sign him. You, you don't you don't usually go to a team and visit, quote-unquote. Unless there's five teams that want you. Yeah, and, and we'll leave see. without a contract. I mean, and, and we haven't heard a lot about Poole, about Brian Poole. We haven't, we haven't heard a whole lot about him, and, and frankly, I think he's, he's uh, one of the better corners in the league. So, I mean, he's young. He's got a lot of tread on the tires, so that's a good thing. And we have more breaking news, Tyler. This will be a two-person one's coming on the thing. It's the same team as one Okay. The Raiders officially traded the Steelers for Antonio Brown. Okay. Something new is going to happen. Yes. And bigger news since that it wasn't news until now. Tyrell Williams, who just recently agreed to sign with the uh, Raiders, uh-huh. signs his four-year, $44 million deal, which I think is a little high. Wow. But $11 million a year. Um, it's a little high for Tyrell Williams, a guy who really hasn't um, – you know, he's gotten his feet wet in the league with the Chargers, which, which is – I mean, yeah, I – he got his feet wet, but he was he was a number three really over there. He 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 didn't get as many, as much playing time because the the Chargers had kind of a, a plethora of great receivers on board. You know they they still had um, uh, three really great guys that could get the job. The Williams done. boys. The Williams boys. Yep, that's basically it. Uh, but they had they had uh, Tyrell Williams and they had Mike Williams and they had Keenan Allen over there still. And Keenan Allen is obviously still the number one. Um, yeah, it, it got interesting. Tyrell says, you know what, I'm tired of being a number three. And, and I think Tyrell Williams, at age 25, with his kind of speed and his kind of hands, that guy is going to wind up being possibly a number one receiver. He's definitely a perfect number two. Um, he's moving up the, the ranks there. And and if Antonio Brown doesn't pan out, I bet you Tyrell will. I have a feeling he's going to. And uh, they're going to get it. Now that they have him on a long-term deal, it works out. They're set for a while at receiver because Antonio Brown's still in that big contract. Yeah, big money deal. So they're they're spending a lot at receiver over there in in Oakland and and uh, you know good for them I think I I it's, still need a pass rush yeah we gotta <laughs> get that pass rush buddy gotta get that pass rush um, John Gruden I mean he's he's nuts 
but he's still getting he's looking good right now. Yeah, right now he's sitting pretty because they got they got Antonio Brown a steal. Yeah, they they got oh yeah. I mean uh, you're you're only Steelers just trying to just like you know what just take them. We're done. Yeah, you only gave up a third and fifth. I mean I think the steel that's exactly it. I think the Steelers were just fed up with his nonsense. They were they were tired of hearing him yell and scream and hoot and holler and you know be Antonio Brown really exactly. <laughs> it's Antonio Brown. Um, I'm tired of Antonio Brown. Um, I think everybody is. Really, other than the Oakland Raiders. Agreed. Yeah. So, and we got more breaking news. I Tyler. hate the fact that one person just is just flooding the news. Not even that good. Teddy Bridgewater. Oh. New update. He's back again? For ESPN, that if the Dolphins were to kick in a million or two on top of the Saints are offering, Saints will bow out. Wow. Um, so the Saints aren't completely, that tells me the Saints aren't completely sold in keeping him around. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, the Saints, you, they are committed to keeping him around to an extent, but you know, at a certain point you got to go, meh, you know, you, you can't, I can't justify paying Teddy Bridgewater $10 million a year. I can't, I just can't, I can't uh, justify offering Teddy Bridgewater more than five a year the guy hasn't really played in three seasons. He hasn't played. He hasn't been on the field but one time. I can't justify it. I think if you're putting Teddy Bridgewater in a starting position, you're taking a huge risk. I think Teddy Bridgewater himself is taking a huge risk, and he's going to blow out his knee. I mean, again, I mean, really, it's it's going to be a nasty situation. I don't think he's a starter in Miami. I don't think he's going to be the, the big name that everybody expects him to be. You know, he had, he showed we had high hopes for him in Minnesota, and we thought that he was going to be you know something incredible, and he was shaping up to be something incredible. And then he had that knee injury, and he stayed out, and he stayed out again. And then he went to the Jets, and then the Jets traded him because he wasn't living up to expectations. And then he went to the Saints, and he played one game with the Saints in Week 17, and he looked like crap. I mean, really, that's that's basically the basis of Teddy Bridgewater's. Last three seasons, basically. So, so why am I going to pay Teddy Bridgewater ten million dollars? I'm just not. I'm not. I'm with you on that. It's not going to happen. So, I I think it's crazy talk. To hell with Teddy Bridgewater, and let him go ahead and let let him go ahead and swindle Miami. I mean, I I think people are are just these general managers. Sometimes it's like they don't think. They're not they're just not thinking about stuff. You know, if Miami was smart, they're going to go out and draft a quarterback and then let Teddy Bridgewater sit behind him if he's not performing. You got to keep your options open there in Miami. That's what's got to happen. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, he's not worth it. He's not worth it. Now, now we have more breaking news. Two things. One's just a tweet about Antonio Brown. I'll start with that one. And it goes, Antonio Brown sounds humble, calm, relaxed, and generally not insane. It's almost like the whole offseason was an act. Maybe. It's possible. Maybe. You know what it could have been? It could have been Antonio Brown trying to get in John Gruden's head, like like try and get to John Gruden, like, hey, look, I'm crazy just like you. You know, and Gruden was just like, oh, look, another crazy person. Well, maybe I won't look so nuts. And then oh, was, come on down. Yeah, it could have been it. I, I mean, maybe I won't look so insane over here in Oakland. God, it's like it's like the land of the lost over there. It's freaking crazy. And uh, we have even more breaking news. Niners decline nose tackle Earl Mitchell's Wow. I'm surprised by that. Earl Mitchell's a good player. Uh, Dolphins, Dolphins released Mitchell in 2017, and he later four-year, $16 million contract with 40 49ers. He was set to make a base salary of $2.85 million over the last 
two seasons. So very small contract. Small contract, and and you know, I mean, I, I, I guess I don't understand the point of. You know, if the guy's not performing up to snuff and you got him on a small contract, I mean, put him and make him a backup. Make him a backup. I mean, what, what does that hurt? It's not going to hurt anything. I mean, unless you're hard up for cap space, which really I don't think the Niners are. Are they up for, I mean. I don't think so, no. No, I don't think they're hard up for cap space. If I'm not mistaken, the, the 49ers were one of the top teams with, with salary cap here. And I've I got to go ahead and look it up now. But if I'm not if I'm not mistaken... I I think they were one of the top teams. Yeah, they had sixty six million in cap space entering entering the the off season here, and they're choosing to clear a million or so. It just makes no sense. That's that's probably one of the most senseless moves I've I've heard about all all day. I mean, they they make these great moves, and and they get Quan Alexander, which is awesome. That was a very team friendly contract, really. Yeah, and and then you go out and and like because the original number when you saw Quan Alexander's contract, it was like, <gasps> what are we doing? But then you look at, at Quan Alexander's contract and it's pretty front loaded and it, it works out well for the team. I, I mean, that was, that was a good deal. But uh, you have sixty six million dollars in cap space from this past Monday. Quan Alexander isn't going to take up sixty six million. I mean, you you got a lot of wiggle room there, mm-hmm. and you chose to free up a million bucks. I don't understand it. Makes no sense to me. Somebody, somebody, help me understand this, please. Somebody, anybody, <laughs> please. I just, it makes no sense. And then we got more breaking news. Please tell me it's not another Bridgewater thing. <laughs> the Broncos trading quarterback Case Keenum and a 2027 round pick. Well, how the mighty fall. Keenum has agreed to rework his contract that included. Including the Broncos paying him a five hundred thousand restructured bonus and a three point five million dollar of his seven million dollar salary, the Redskins will pay the other half. Wow! So Case Keenum basically, he get, he restructures his deal, gets traded, takes less money, and then the Broncos say, "Well, we got to pay half your contract to get rid of you." <laughs> wow! You know, and and this is what I was talking about. I I had called this. When did I call this? When when the Vikings traded or when the Vikings let them walk, right? Am I yep. wrong? Oh no, we we all knew this was going to happen. We and I said it. I was very clear about my stance on this. Case Keenum is only good in the Pat Shermer system. Didn't I say that? Yep, I've said this. Case Keenum's only good in Pat Shermer system. That's just the reality. He's only good in that system. Case Keenum did not, did not get into a Pat Shermer system. He showed up in Denver, and he crapped the bed. That's what Case Keenum did. And now he gets shipped off. And guess what? He's not even going to a Pat Shermer system. He's going to go over there to Washington, and he's going to flounder in Washington. This It, it makes no sense to me that Washington would want him. It makes no sense to me that Denver signed him to the honking contract that they did. It does make sense to me that Denver would trade him away and only get a sixth rounder back, and then they even had to dump a seventh rounder on top of it to get rid of him. They had to trade Keenum, give him a seventh rounder, and pay half of his salary to get him to go away. Just go. You've got to suck real bad. (laughs) To to get a team to, to play to pay half of your salary to technically play against you. Mm-hmm. Wow. To play against them. 
I it's like me going, Tyler, I will pay you half my salary to to um play against me in Madden. I will pay pay you half my salary cap. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. Oh my! And God. with that, while we're waiting for new, more yeah. breaking news, and because people are being slow and they don't want to do stuff, yeah. do stuff, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like we're like poking it with a stick. Like, come on, do something. <laughs> come on, man. Yeah. We will take a, a quick break to give them a chance to catch up and yeah. get us some news. Yeah, the freaking outside blitz is in the house today, man. But Wait. for the next few minutes, we'll be back right here on the outside blitz. At It's Your Time Massage, you get all the benefits of one of the larger massage chain parlors, but in a more intimate and personal setting. With four years' experience, massage therapist and owner Amanda Yata's goal is to help people in a natural way, offering Swedish deep tissue, pregnancy, aromatherapy, and sports massages. You will feel better and have more energy in just one hour. It's Your Time Massage is offered in-home, Amanda's or yours. With the rates ranging from $55 to $130, you get professional quality at an affordable rate. Contact Amanda today at 313-686-4347 or online at iytmassage.com. It's Your Time Massage, a natural way to improve your well-being. And welcome back to the Outside Blitz. I'm your host, Tyler Dean. The tenacious, titillating Tyler Dean. And I'm here with the fabulous Scotty Freetown. That's me, baby. That's me. And uh, free agency day in full swing. We're uh, we're nearing the hour and a half mark here, free agency time. Um, it's uh, approximately 523 right now. So we've been sitting here and, and just checking out lots of news rolling in. We've, we've been getting it just, I mean, just shotgunning it to you guys at this point. Um, it's becoming, it's been coming fast and furious here. Oh yeah. So um, we, and there's still more. There's more, but wait, there's more, and and there there is in fact more. And Forty uh, Niners host cornerback Jason Garrett. Good corner, very good corner. Um, I think really, I I have a feeling that the Forty Niners were one of the the um, people courting the Vikings. For Trey Waynes, and I think they're going to see what's going on with Jason Verrett. Jason Verrett's a good corner. He, he is. He's a very good corner. He, he's not. He's not. You know, super old. I think he's what twenty eight. Um, he's got good hands. He, he's great in coverage. He's great in man. He's he's decent in zone, but he's better in man. Um, I, I like him a lot. This could be a, a big coup for the for the Niners. Imagine having Jason Verrett and Richard Sherman on the same field as your two big corners. Imagine how that would work out for the Niners. It could have worked out very well. Scary, scary, scary. And and really, if they're if they were the team that's courting the Vikings, it, it's bad news for the Vikings right now because they're trying to get Trey Wayne's out the door and save that nine million dollars in cap space. I like I said, I think the Niners were were courting the Vikings about a trade. The Vikings better move quick and get Trey Wayne's moved out fast because. Uh, Corners are going to start flying off the market even faster here with Brian Poole going around. I mean, you've got a lot of guys. Um, that are that are flying off the market here, so so there's that, and uh, we actually have more breaking news here. The 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers have traded Deshaun Jackson. Well, you know, it was kind of expected. I didn't know if it was going to be a trade or a release. Uh, where's he going? He's going home. To Philly? To Philly. Wow. Deshaun goes to Philly. Tampa Bay trades Deshaun and a seventh-round pick to Philly for a sixth-round pick. Hmm. Philly has also restructured his deal, giving him $13 million in guaranteed money in 2019. Wow. So he's on a one-year deal. Yep. Okay. So so he goes home to Philly. Um, we know Deshaun Jackson's getting older. We know he's he's underperformed since he left Philly. He goes home to Philly, and and really the Eagles get away with one here. They they uh, um, they get a receiver on a one year kind of you know get us through type of deal. Um, they still have Nelson Aguilar hanging around. They still have Alshon Jeffrey hanging around, and they needed a guy to to pick up kind of that Golden Tate role. And I think that's what you're going to see. You're going to see Nelson Aguilar move into the slot because that's what Nelson Aguilar was really good at originally. He was a slot receiver that they moved outside. Aguilar's been very good for them, but I think he's more successful as a slot receiver. And you're going to see Deshaun Jackson start hitting those deep routes again. Now you've got, I mean, the Eagles already had a good receiving core. Now you've got something even more scary. And then you add Dallas Goddard to the issue, and you add Zach Ertz to the issue. The Eagles suddenly look like a very scary football team, um, especially with Nick Foles under center. As long as he can stay healthy, Nick Foles could bring the Eagles back to the promised land. I, I mean... I like Nick Foles, I, 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 and I'm not a big Eagles fan. I hate the Eagles, but but I, I, I like Nick Foles. I do. I'm sorry, not Nick Foles. I, I like. I, I don't know why I keep saying Nick Foles. I don't know I why. You say are you, uh, you drinking a little bit? Yeah, there? no, Carson Wentz rather. I like Carson Wentz. I hate Nick Foles. Sorry. Um, no, no, Carson Wentz could take him to the the promised land. Uh, you know, Nick Foles is over there in in Jacksonville now, but um, Carson Wentz good good quarterback as long as he can stay healthy. It puts the Eagles in a good position with the five-wide um, situation with, with Ertz, Goddard, Nelson Aguilar, Elshon Jeffrey, and now you have Deshaun Jackson. I mean, think about how, how dangerous that crew is, and, and suddenly the Eagles look like a potential Super Bowl contender again, especially with the signing of Malik Jackson in their defensive line there. So, I mean, it, it, things get a little um, hairy there. With the Eagles, that's that's basically what we're we're looking at there. Uh, they're they're trying to stay competitive. They um bring Deshaun back is a good uh, change out for where they were. Yeah. Um, I, I I'm okay. I just I think it's a little heavy of a contract for one year, but it's heavy at the same time. They they, you know, they they weren't about to pay Golden Tate that amount of money for the way Golden Tate underperformed for them last season. You know, when Golden Tate came in, he came in with eight games left, and Golden Tate, as since it, when he came to the Eagles, he did almost nothing. Almost no, he did really next to nothing. He had one touchdown that mattered for them, and that was it. That's all he had. One touchdown that mattered, and everybody was singing their praises. and And kudos to the Eagles for seeing through that because it seems like a lot of the fans were not able to see through that nonsense. It seems like a lot of the fans were were very oh Golden Tate he he put us in the lead against the Bears and da da da. Well, that's wonderful, but but Golden Tate had one real touchdown that mattered in that in in that entire stretch of eight games with the Eagles. So at that point, what do I care? You know, what is it? What does it matter? You no. know, am I gonna am I gonna pay to you know Golden Tate thirteen million, or am I gonna pay to Sean Jackson, the guy that actually did something in in Tampa Bay? You know, am I actually gonna pay him money? I'd rather pay to Sean Jackson. Maybe it's just me. I, I would rather pay Deshaun Jackson. I think he's faster. 
than than Golden Tate. I think he has better plan, better hands. He's more of a playmaker, and you already got. I, a guy I just in think slot. Golden Tate is, is a better skill set. Maybe. Um, John Jackson just a glorified deep man. Well, that's the thing. There, there are two different types of receivers, but they already have a slot guy. I don't understand why in the hell you would need Golden Tate when you already have a, a slot guy in Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar, he is a slot guy. That's what that's his what his whole make was. That's what he would. That's what he was taught to be. That's what that's what he's been his entire career until last season. And Nelson Aguilar didn't put up huge numbers, really. Nelson Aguilar put up eh, eh, kind of numbers. You know, I, I'd agree there. I think this opens up big things for Aguilar, and I think it opens up the deep ball for Deshaun Jackson. And and really, we've shown, we've seen Deshaun Jackson has not lost a step. He's still just as fast as he used to be. He may have it may have come down maybe just a little, but it's nothing horrendous. He's still faster than ninety five percent of the league. Yeah, you know, so and and you've got the the big bodied guy in Elshon Jeffrey. It this is a big, good move for the Eagles. And realistically, if they if they, now that they have him, they can take a sigh of relief, go into next year and go find themselves a deep ball guy, whether it be in the draft, whether it be in free agency. They can go find themselves a young, fast receiver to catch those deep passes down the field. It's smart. It's a smart move by the Eagles. They bought themselves some time. Speaking of receivers, let, let's talk about Tyreek Hill for a second. Oh, geez. Um, he's um, rumored to be getting a $100 million contract at some point this season. Yes. At, at I believe, five years. Mm-hmm. Um, so $20 million a year. Will make him the first ever $100 million receiver, first to get $20 million. Do you agree with it? I think Tyreek Hill, he has shown his worth. Um, I think Tyreek Hill, particularly last year, uh, we, we really got to see Tyreek Hill the playmaker Tyree Kill. I mean, Tyree Kill was already fast. We knew he was fast. We knew Tyree Kill was great at catching the deep ball. We we realized that. We were we knew he was he was faster than hell. But what we got to see out of Tyree Kill was a a degree of um, uh, veteran presence almost. It was it was a guy knowing his his routes. Uh, it was a guy knowing his defenses. He knew how to handle corners perfectly. He, I mean, he did everything right. Tyree Hill did not make mistakes last season. No, I, he I think he's a great, great, great receiver. Um, not even arguably, he is the fastest person mm-hmm. playing football right now. Right, and and Tyree Hill became Tyree Hill the playmaker rather than just the deep ball guy. And what I mean by Tyree Hill the playmaker is there were so many occasions. Over the season, where Tyreek Hill would take a, a little dink and dunk, eight, seven, eight yard pass, and turn it into a fifty yard touchdown. I mean, we got to see that so much. Tyreek Hill, and in, 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 he did it over and over and over again. It wasn't just like, oh, hey, this is a one off. Tyreek Hill makes a great play with his legs. No, no, no. It was Tyreek Hill making the catch and then taking it to the house, faking out several defenders, showing off that agility. I mean, as long as Tyreek Hill can stay healthy, I mean, I think he's worth every penny. I mean, it, oh, 100, no, hundred percent. I think he's worth every little penny that that you know the Chiefs are going to wind up paying him, and I I like him a lot. I've always liked Tyreek Hill, and I mean, last year, I mean, fourteen hundred and seventy nine yards, twelve touchdowns. I mean, he was averaging, uh, he it was one hundred and fifty one yards in a, a game, one hundred fifty one a game. How crazy is that? That's insane. You averaged 151 yards per game, and your your long was a 75 yard 
uh, touchdown. He had 87 receptions. He's, he averaged 17 yards a catch. Mm, I think that's wrong. I think that's his – it's not listed here, but just because they haven't listed their average, I think that's his playoff yards. Oh, is that the playoffs? Okay. Even then, even then, 151 yards a game in the playoffs. 1,400, you're, 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 you're still talking like 90-some yards a game. Still, 151 yards a game in the playoffs. Playoffs. In the playoffs. And, and I mean, look at that. But throughout the season, 17-yard average? I mean, that's wild. 17 yards per catch in the regular season. He's worth it. He's worth every single th- every single little no, bit. No, no, 100%. It's just a matter of when's going to happen. They'd be foolish to let it get too late in the season. I think that you're going to see this happen before week one hits. You'll see that contract oh, done. Oh, no doubt. You better. You better see it done or he's going to go elsewhere. Otherwise, you're going to piss him off. Right. But we do have more breaking news, Tyler. We, we've got breaking news. What what we got, Tyler? Hit me. Seahawks re-signed linebacker Michael Kendricks for a one-year contract with one release. The Michael Kendricks. Yeah, the one's got the legal problems. The, <laughs> the I, I, I don't get it. So the guy, he, he hits the commissioner's exempt list for a minute, for, for a hot second. He's got all these legal problems still. You don't know if this guy's going to go to jail. Really, you, you don't know if he's going to prison or not. He's still up in the air. But you're still going to sign him. And how long was the deal? One year. One year. <sighs> I, I don't understand. I mean, if he, I mean, if he plays and he's a starter all, all season, you got to steal. Yeah, but yeah, you're gambling. I, and but the thing is, Michael Kendricks really hasn't played all year. He hasn't. He, he didn't play. You know, he, he he just didn't. I don't know. I I, I it's a low contract, yeah, low risk. Uh, yeah, low. Con- I guess. I guess not much different than the Cream Hunt. One. Is there a signing bonus? No. No. Okay. See, then I'm okay with it. Um, you're not giving him anything up front. If he doesn't play, he doesn't get paid. I mean, that's that's just what it comes down to. I mean, Michael Kendricks with all of his <clears throat> with all of his uh, legal issues. I mean, okay, okay. I mean, oh Jesus, uh, that's insane. <laughs> I don't understand why you would why you would take a guy with the legal problems. And he comes out of it that you got a, you got a good linebacker. Yeah. Yeah, and I love this tweet. But in Michael Kendrick's world, that's worth about $80 million four months from now. <laughs> My <laughs> Lord. My Lord. Um, so you think uh, Bell made a mistake by not re-signing the Steelers? I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I think the Steelers, um, they are such a shaky organization. I think that right now they're they're um, they're so just... They're falling apart at the seams. There's so much drama in Pittsburgh. I, I would argue that that in Pittsburgh, they have the most drama-filled organization in football at the current moment. I don't think there's any other organization in football that has more drama than they do. Really. I'd agree. I mean, every I mean, for the last six months, all we've heard about is is Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown hooting and hollering, and and it's like it's like a couple of of old housewives sitting in a in a salon with the the you know hair heaters on their head with their curlers on yelling and screaming about how their husbands watch too much football. Does all that drama instantly put Mike Tomlin on the hot seat? I think it does. I think it puts Mike Tomlin on the hot seat and and if I mean it depends really you know you know who it all depends on really not just Mike Tomlin 
But there, there's three guys who this depends on. Okay. You're you're talking James Conner. Depends on how he performs this year. Now that, that Le'Veon's gone. It depends on Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju Smith-Schuster. He's got to play well and, and perform now that Antonio Brown's gone. gone. He's got to go in and go, okay, well, I'm, I'm the guy now. And then it also depends on the play of big Ben Roethlisberger and whether or not he can get the ball to Juju Smith-Schuster. If, if Ben doesn't get the job done, the Steelers are going to move on from Mike Tomlin. I believe that's the case. I think Mike Tomlin, is, he's a failure at getting control of his locker room. He's failed on every level to get control of his locker room over the course of the last, what, three years? I mean, for yeah. years. I mean, it's been years. It's been several years since we we haven't heard diddly crap out of out of Pittsburgh. In in really, I mean, it's it's been nonsense. Mike Tomlin doesn't like Antonio Brown. Ben Roethlisberger doesn't like Antonio Brown. Le'Veon Bell wants a new contract. Le'Veon Bell's hooting and hollering about his contract. Oh, Le'Veon Bell's not going to play because he's not getting a new contract. Oh, Antonio Brown wants to be traded. Oh, Antonio Brown doesn't want to be traded. Oh, you know, let's cut the crap. Mike Tomlin failed to be a leader to his football team. That's the fact. I agree that 100%. That's the fact. Mike Tomlin failed to lead and take control of his football team. There are coaches out there like Mike Zimmer and Pete Carroll. There's coaches out there that the, the players respect. And the players, they, they the, the coach takes control of their locker room. And when you lose control of your locker room, you're going down. Andy Reid lost control of his locker room. He was ousted from Philly real quick. And he learned that he has to get control of his locker room over there in KC. And he did. You know, and he did. But, you know, there there are so many. I mean, look at, at the guys who lose control of their locker rooms. Look at those guys. And then tell me how long they lasted. I mean, they don't. You're right. He's And, and he's less than less a long time. I think it's just finally catching up to him. Right. Right, it's it's all started because he was always a player's coach, he and, and that's fine to an extent. You can be a player's coach, but you also have to be a guy that takes control of the situation. Look at Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, he he came into the Niners as soon as he lost control of that situation, he was gone because he knew that ownership was not going to have it. Soon as he started going downhill, I mean, it's just a fact. What does Bill Belichick do? And, and people, it's the fact that the players respect Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick doesn't have bad vibes in his locker room. Bill Belichick takes control of his locker room. Randy Moss goes to the Vikings. The Viking, and, and because he was causing a problem. He was causing a ruckus in the locker room. So what does he do? He trades them to the Vikings. Get the hell out of here. We don't want you. And then the Patriots continued on. I believe they went to the AFC Championship game that year. I mean... Belichick takes control of his situation. You don't want to be here. You don't want to play ball. You don't want to come to, to practice or OTAs. You want to hold out because you're not getting a big enough contract. To hell with you. See you later. That's how you handle your team. Absolutely. You know, Sean Payton, same thing. Sean Payton handles his team. Whether or not I like Sean Payton, and Sean Payton's a player's coach, you know, Sean Payton handles his team. Is that a fact? 100%. Pete Carroll as well. Yep. And then you got coaches who are players' coaches who do a very good job at being um, buddy-buddy, but also keeping the peace, like like a John Harbaugh. Right. 
John Harbaugh is is very very good at what he does. I mean, I just I don't buy Tomlin anymore. I, yeah, I mean, because Tomlin's a far cry from from a uh, Cowher. Oh, far cry. People feared Peak. Uh, they they a Cowher. Cowher was one of the most feared coaches in the, in the history, history of the league. game. I mean, the 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 drool coming out of his mouth and the. The jaw sticking out and all the yelling that he did, man, I'll tell you what, that man was terrifying. Absolutely. That man was terrifying all around. They they, they like Jimmy Johnson, too. Jimmy Johnson's enough. Bill Parcells, they took control of their teams. Mm-hmm. Take control of your team. If you can't if you can't take control of your team, we got a problem. And you can't let it go on for three years like Mike Tomlin. Time to move on for Tomlin. I think it is. I think he was a good babysitter for a long time. Until it got out of control. Absolutely. Dave Gettleman um, was, uh, no, it's not breaking news related. It's just talking about what's already there. Oh, God, you're going to be all excited. Dave Gettleman, because there's a lot of talk on the trade and stuff, and Mm -hmm. he says, we do have a plan. Do you believe him? It depends on what they do in the draft. I mean, you you see the the Giants are selling off parts right now, essentially. Yeah, because they they also traded Olivier Vernon. Because this is not the first trade they did with the Browns. They traded Olivier Vernon for the uh, guard. Yep, Uh, Olivier Zettler. Zettler, yeah, Zettler's very good. Um, But Olivier Vernon goes out the out the door. Landon Collins went out the door, but then they went and replaced him with with Peppers, which I I actually like that move. I think you got to you know because Landon Collins was going to cost you an arm and a leg. You went and got Peppers, and and you know you'll be able to re-sign Peppers for far less than Landon Collins. You get a younger guy. You'll get him long term. This was smart, um, but you know it really depends on how they draft. It depends on how they draft. If the New York Giants come out and and draft, say a Dwayne Haskins, and then they go out and they draft a wide receiver, whether it be Metcalf or or AJ Brown or Marquise Brown or, or somebody, if they go out and draft one of those big names, then I feel like they have a plan. As of right now, <clears throat> they don't have a number one receiver. No. They don't. There's there's not a single player on that team that I would say that's a number one. There's a tweet earlier that says, so now that we know the Giants are running the ball 40 times a game, <laughs> they just need a quarterback who's good at handing off. Right. And, and I mean, Eli Manning, I mean, I think they were excited for Eli, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't even – I couldn't name – the wide receivers on the New York Giants. Oh, the number two we know. I just can't think of his name right now. Sterling, Sterling Shepard. Shepard and yeah, Corey Coleman. Yeah. Sterling Shepard. Who, they, by the way, they they, they uh, did put a uh, first-round tender in Corey Coleman. He's been traded around so many times, no one's going to give a first-round pick for Corey Coleman Nobody right cares about Corey Coleman. Uh, Sterling Shepard, he's not a number one. He's, he's not a number one guy. So who's your guy? I mean, really. You're, you're drafting one. Corey Latimer? No. I mean, really? Russell Shepard? No. You don't have one. You're, you don't, you're drafting one. You're, yeah, you got to draft. I think the Giants, are they're, they're most definitely going receiver, and there's plenty in the first round that they could get. There's absolutely plenty they could get. I mean, there's there's nothing to, to be freaked out about. There's plenty of receivers that the Giants can get in this draft. It's just a matter of who. They're going to get, and if there's one, and I honestly, I think AJ Brown's going to be the guy. I don't think it's going to be DK Metcalf. I think it's going to be AJ Brown. That's where I think they're going. AJ Brown outplayed uh, 
Metcalf when they're on the same team in college. Yep. But AJ Brown's projecting second round at this point. Yep. And which and is Metcalf's, Metcalf's top ten. Yep. And and I think Metcalf is going to fall off the radar. But Tyler, we've got more breaking news. The Chiefs hosting quarterback Ronald Darby for a visit. Ronald Darby is a very, very good corner. This is a smart move by the Chiefs. They're fortifying that secondary that gave him so many problems last year. Eric Berry was the only guy on that secondary that did his job or was capable of doing his job. The rest of that secondary was questionable at best. I love this move. Ronald Darby is a great, 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 great player. Great player. Um, They're going to wind up having to offer him a big money deal. He's not very old. I think he's 27, 28. Um, great in man coverage, great in zone. I mean, he knows what he's doing, um, and and he's a shutdown corner. 25. 25, wow. If they offer him a six-year deal, I'm stoked if I'm the Chiefs fan. Uh, they should, I mean, that age, you do it. You offer him six years, you, you pay the man. Pay the man. That's just what it is. It needs to happen. Pay the man. Now we got even more breaking news. Tyler. Patriots activate wide receiver Matthew Slater on his 2019 option. What? He's older than I thought he was, too. How old is he? 33. 33. Jesus. Jesus. 33 year old well, receiver? Um, And because of that, he gets a $4,000 roster bonus. Uh, yeah. For, I'm sorry, $400,000 roster bonus. Four, oh, Jesus. It's all. He's never done much. No. I don't understand the point of activating his fifth-year option. Get him out of here. Mm, Second-year option. He's, like, he's 33. He's far cry from his rookie deal. No, still, I mean, get out of here. Why Why do I? It's one of those weird signings. Those really strange ones. Watch him catch for like a 1,000 yards this year. Watch him just blow up in that Belichick system. Tom Brady throwing the ball all over the place like a madman. Here's Slater catching touchdowns like it's like he's Odell Beckham. Like I, Jesus, I don't understand sometimes. Uh, I'll never understand. Kind of confusing stuff. Um, I and and the Patriots, but they they always have these weird signings, and they always get away with murder. Someone always pans out for them. Yeah, out of nowhere. Some strange. It's the most annoying thing and frustrating thing. But it's almost like Bill Belichick's a genius. Yeah, some strange, weird, random guy like Julian Edelman pans out and and becomes the the next big star and wins a Super Bowl MVP. I'd be so I'd be so angry. <laughs> it makes no sense. Oh, good lord! I mean. The Ravens, uh, your your Ravens are, are if they do make the playoffs this year, they're going to have their work cut out for them with that with that New England Patriots stuff over there. But they're going to have their work cut out with them for the Cleveland Browns too. I think the Browns win the division this year. Oh no, I'm with you 100 percent on that. The Browns are a scary team right now. That's my bold prediction for the year. The AFC, I think the Browns are going to be the most scary team in the AFC. My bold prediction right now is the Browns will be in the AFC championship. Yeah, that's I mean that's ballsy. It's definitely ballsy. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Browns and Chiefs? It's going to be uh, Baker and Luck. Baker? Wow. You're going with the, the Colts on that in the AFC Championship game. So it's either Luck's back. It's either the Browns or the Colts going to the Super Bowl. Yep. Wow. Wow. That, that is bold. Now I'm going to go on a sweet repeat of the NFC Championship. 
Really? It's gonna be it's gonna be Rams and Saints. Ah, uh, to hell with you! I hate you so much. It's unreal. But so here's the question: Here, does is the two is Earl Thomas and, and uh, Mark Ingram an, enough of a big wave to, uh, for lack of a better word, stop the bleeding? I think it's a big enough wave to. I mean, to to call it stopping the bleeding, kind of, kinda. I mean, here's the problem that you got right now. Your your boys have this issue. You just let three linebackers walk out the door. Yep. And I granted one of them for sure isn't worth the contract, so I'm, but, I'm okay with them walk out the door. Regardless, you let three starting linebackers walk out the well, door in a three-four system. Even technically, there two of those linebackers shared one role. Still, Smith and Suggs were just. Yeah, either way, you're not going to pay a guy $16 million to be a uh, 50% snap. Well, and that's the thing. I think they would have let Suggs walk, and I would have kept Smith. Um, but either way, you lose three linebackers in the 3 4 system. That hurts. And they still have not made a move to try and correct it. I think that's the issue you have there. I think it could be coming. I mean, you guys get some guys get released here. It'll be. Interesting. They have a couple guys on the roster that could kind of maybe step up, like a, like a Tyus Bowser. I don't think he's going to do it. Bowser's mm, the no. answer there. On that middle linebacker, um, Kenny Young, he, he he looked very good last season. I think he could fill in that middle linebacker mm. role pretty well. But my thing is, you look at Ravens history, and what Ravens history tells you is they let these these um part-time linebackers go all, all the time. They go and get these monster deals, and then you never hear them again. Paul Kruger, Daniel Ellerby. Those guys got massive deals, and they their first years they floundered. Exactly. Yeah, I see Zadarius Smith being asked to be a full time starting outside linebacker and fumbling. Yeah, but I don't see that out of Terrell Suggs. I think Suggs has been around long enough where Suggs is going to play good ball over there in Arizona. But he's not going to play more than fifty percent of snaps. He just can't anymore. Uh, I mean, that's that's a, a question. Because he a, requested. To only play fifty percent in Baltimore, and and then the other one, the big one is Mosley. Yeah, that now that one hurts. Mm-hmm. I I mean, as, as far as safety, I, I think going to Earl Thomas is an upgrade. You get a guy that's six years younger and he's been at the top of his game for the last right better part of the last uh, five six years. Um, that one I'm happy with. Ingram I'm happy with. Um, you have your holes at at, at uh, linebacker. Um, you have four very good corners, so I'm not worried about the secondary much right now. Yep. So uh, really, you got to work on the rush. In your front, you got to work in your front seven. You got to work at receiver. Yep. Those are the two big holes. And that's it. And uh, I, I just feel as though um, you're you're in a position right now where if if you're the Ravens, you're scared because you don't have linebackers. I, I thought D Ford was going to be on their radar, um, a guy that played in a three four system that gets a three four system that would have been a great fit. Um, and they they let D Ford walk walk to the Niners. I mean, and and. I thought there were, there was going to be other linebackers, Anthony Barr. I thought they were going to look at him, um, and, and they didn't go and scoop Anthony Barr. And now Barr's going back to the Vikings. I mean, th- there were a lot of uh, a lot of good linebackers out there that that the Ravens could have scooped. A lot of big name linebackers. They could have made at least one splash linebacker signing, and they didn't do it. I think the problem is that they fully expected to get. C.J. C.J. Mosley on contract. Yeah, I think they did. I think that kind of caught him off. Got yeah, him. yeah, and at the same time, here we are in day two after the Mosley deal gets gets squared away because it was squared away yesterday, and here we are in day two, where after the Mosley deal gets squared away, and then what? Still nothing. Nothing. 
So so we've got we got some questions there. You you got you got questions about about your boys and and what they're doing and uh, what they're going to do to fill that that role here. Then and that's what we're waiting on. You know, I'm I'm waiting for the big one, but you don't know. And we got more breaking news. Come on, Tyler. Lots of breaking news. Don't ruin the day. We'll start with the first one. The Patriots have expressed interest in defensive end Brandon Copeland. Uh, Copeland's good. He's not great. He's good, though. Um, I mean, like we were saying, the Patriots like taking weird players and making them in the All-Stars. Copeland could be a guy they pick up, he goes out, and, and sets the world on fire for the Patriots. I, I don't know what Copeland's contract looks like at this point in time. Um, I'm going to go ahead and look it up. Well, you do that. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to go ahead and look it up. Uh, let's see here. Brandon Copeland. He's got a, uh, he's got about four. I mean, he's, he's young. He's 27 years old. That's, that's definitely upside there. He does not have a contract currently. No, he's free agent. Free agent. So, I mean, weird guy. Um, career earnings he he's been with several teams um mm -hmm. he's been with the lions for several years um he hasn't had a contract since 2017 so we're talking he was at the ravens and then he was with the titans and then he was with the ravens again and then he was with the titans again and then he was at the lions for three years the lions paid him diddly and just looking at salary um those first four years just look at the total cash he was, he was a practice squad guy yeah he was making garbage so i mean he He's 27 years old. I, I mean, kind of a weird selection, really. We'll see how that turns out. Yeah. Probably just the depth. Thing. Yeah, a depth guy. Um, it looks like he did play 16 games in, in 2018. He had five sacks. So, I mean, maybe they're looking at, at this. But, I've, I mean, he, his last contract signed was was uh, with the Detroit. Oh, wait, no. Now it's showing up. See, it wasn't showing this earlier. It was with the Jets. There we go. He had a million dollars with the Jets. Nothing spectacular. No. Nothing spectacular at all. Um, and it, I don't know. It was a one-year deal with the Jets, $1.2 I mean, the Jets let him walk. They were they were inclined to let him walk. Eh. Brandon Copeland, 27 years old. Eh. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, yeah, like it's, I said, it's kind of a weird I one. I feel like we talked about it too long. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and, you're, and it's like a Patriots signing. That's what it is. It's a Patriots signing. He's going to end up leading the league in sacks. Watch him. Watch him do it. And and, and then and then he'll uh, he'll not get re-signed and he'll go to the, he'll go to the Lions. <laughs> God. Oh, God. Yeah, probably. And we have more breaking news, Tyler. The 49ers have signed running back Kevin. Coleman. Oh, good signing. What's the deal? Two years. Take a guess. $21 million. Total? Total. They got a steal. Really? Two years. $10 million. Wow. Great signing. So basically one year less like the Mark Ingram contract. Yeah. But the same amount per year. Great signing. Holy shit. Very little I, money. I'm thinking that Tevin Coleman didn't want to sign anything massive because he wanted, he wanted to have a couple years as these starters. Like, hey. I'm I can guy. be the guy. Now imagine, if you will, the Niners. Okay, they've they've got the the Tevin Coleman deal. He's only twenty five. Coleman's going to be the starter. 
We know that that's going to be a fact. He, I mean, if you think for a split well, second that Coleman and McKinnon are going to freaking go back and forth, I think you're wrong. I think Coleman takes that job but as the McKinnon's got a huge contract. McKinnon does have a huge contract. I think Coleman takes the starting job. McKinnon takes the, the change of pace back because that's what Jarek McKinnon is. Let's face facts. Jarek McKinnon is a change of pace back. We were saying it when he got signed by the Niners. That's what he is. He's a change of pace back. He, he, he's a fast guy. He can make plays, and that's all well and good. I re- I loved having him here as a, a change of pace back in Minnesota. But the fact of the matter is McKinnon is a change of pace back. He is not a starting running back in this league, period. He's not. Oh, but here's the other question. I, I wasn't even talking about McKinnon. Well, I know, but i got to talk can, about it because they're going to No, go I was thinking of someone else. Really? Can, going in year two, Matt Breida outrun Coleman? That's going to be another good question. Does Matt Breida become the starter over there? I think Matt Breida is higher than than McKinnon at this this point. I think he is. I mean, granted, so the thing with Breida is, and I put this blame on Niners. Mm. He had um people people say, oh, he's injured from he was hurt all years. Like, no, the Niners didn't let him recover from his ankle injury. No, because they didn't sit a game. Oh, go play, go play. Thirty carries. Yeah, and then shocker, he hurt his ankle again. Yep. Let, they didn't let him sit. They 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 forced Breida down 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 the throat and didn't give him a chance to recover. When Breida played and was healthy, dude was a boss. Yeah, Breida Breida was I mean, he led the league in rushing for a minute. He led the league in rushing, and and I, I think I think Breida is a number one running back for the Niners. I think Jerick McKinnon he sinks to a change of pace situation. I think Tevin Coleman. He's a good. I mean, he's going to be in competition with Breida. Maybe the Niners feel that Breida isn't the guy all the time. That could be and the that, case, and that very well could be. So, I mean, they, they could have that type of thing going on. Now, with that, Tyler, we're going to take one more break. I know we're, we've got a long show going because of the fact that we are sitting here on free agency day. So, we're going to take one more break, and then we're going to be right back, right here on the Outside Blitz. At it's your time massage. You get all the benefits of one of the larger massage chain parlors, but in a more intimate and personal setting. With four years' experience, massage therapist and owner Amanda Yata's goal is to help people in a natural way, offering Swedish deep tissue, pregnancy, aromatherapy, and sports massages. You will feel better and have more energy in just one hour. It's Your Time Massage is offered in-home, Amanda's or yours. With the rates ranging from $55 to $130, you get professional quality at an affordable rate. Contact Amanda today at 313-686-4347 or online at iytmassage.com. It's Your Time Massage, a natural way to improve your well-being. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Outside Blitz. I am your host, the fabulous one, Scotty Craytown. And, uh, well, Tyler, we're, we're nearing the end of the uh, the second hour of free agency, currently 6.07 p.m. Everything's starting to slow down a little bit. We're, everything's starting to kind of calm down for the first time in the last two hours here. Um, we know tomorrow is a brand new day. We're going to get a lot of new stuff going on. Um, there's still a lot of players out there that need to be signed. A lot of players that will be signed. We'll be going over more of that next week. Um, once we get through this free agency period, whether it be uh, next week or the week after, um, probably two weeks from now is when we'll actually cover all this, we can really 
delve into the draft stuff, which I'm totally stoked about. I, because I, you know me, I love the draft. Mm -hmm. I love the draft, um, and I, I actually love. Uh, uh, and we're still. I, I, I did make this announcement a while back, and I'm going to continue. I'm gonna stick to my word. I will be doing the full draft. I will be doing a full mock draft, all seven rounds. Kill me now. <laughs> um, I, the, the first two rounds are one thing. Once you get to the third round, it starts getting a little hairy. And then once you get to the seventh round, you're just like, please, God, just put a bullet in my head. Um, but I, I digress. I will be doing my full mock draft. You can expect that. It will come out probably. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and throw out a, a possibility of it coming down maybe a day or two before the draft is, is when I actually go through and create it, but but it's going to be those first first and second rounds that are going to be the the tough ones to determine where guys are going, and and uh, I might be making changes to those. So we will definitely see what goes on with that. But Tyler, here we are. Um, last we're going to be doing our last little uh, segment of the show, and and uh, as far as I know, Tyler, we've got we do we got more breaking news, Tyler. More breaking news. Buffalo is one of those places that, um, you know, it, they have a very good defense already. Buffalo, Buffalo's yes, defense is very, very good already. I, I think they're very underrated for, for, you know, what they're capable of. Um, and then, so Buffalo's defense, very good. And now they're going to bring in possibly Ziggy Ansah, who, who, if as long as he's healthy, is arguably one of the most disruptive defensive ends in the game. I mean, really, absolutely. I mean, when he when Ziggy Ansah is a healthy Ziggy Ansah, he, I mean, he he's disruptive. I mean, straight up disruptive. He causes problems. Um, and there's not a lot a lot of guys that can stop him off the edge. I like Ziggy Ansa. Um, I don't like it when he's playing against me. I mean, really, that's, that's just the truth. Um, I don't think he's worth the money that the Lions were paying him at that particular moment. Um, $18 million is not what I would pay for an oft-injured um, end. If he can stay healthy, Ziggy Ansa is going to be an impact player for the Buffalo Bills or the New Orleans Saints. Personally, I hope he signs with Buffalo. I think Buffalo could use a little bit of a, uh, an edge rusher there and a little bit of... Um, a little bit of uh, uh, quarterback um, hitter, really. Uh, you know, you, you got to start applying some pressure outside of one linebacker, and they really had one linebacker last year that was causing a lot of the ruckus. So, to me, I, I think this would be a very interesting move. And and I, he I hear we have more breaking news. Tom. No, I just got an article while I'm waiting for some stuff. Oh, really? So I'm not going to do every one just because a lot of them are they just make sense. So uh -huh. there's no point. I'm going to scream out. So there's a quick article here about uh. Um, free agency grades based on a per player grade. Um, mm -hmm. the ones that make sense, I'm just gonna skip. There's no point. <clears throat> just kind of go through it. I, I, I'm gonna mention the ones that are are off to me. Okay. Um, Earl Thomas to the Ravens, C plus. I think it's a much better pick than that, <coughs> and, I, I don't, and I don't think I'm being biased either. That one's just confusing. Why would you give that a C plus? I would give that more. I don't know if I'd go. I go B plus at minimum. Yeah, I mean, it's a B plus move. I mean, he's. He's a, a playmaker. I mean, I understand he's coming off a broken leg. I get it. But but Earl Thomas, he wants to play, and, and he wants to play at a high level. He's going to be playing on an elite defense. Um, 
or a team that's coming off of elite, an elite year. I don't know if they're going to be elite defense anymore without the linebacker stuff, but I mean, he is a top-notch safety. I, yeah. I mean, this was a smart move uh, for, for the Ravens. I, I don't understand the logic of making that a C-plus move. Someone is, uh, I, I whatever they're smoking, please pass it over I, <laughs> if, if you could. I'd appreciate it. So, next up. Um, Jets kicker Jason, May- Jason Myers go over to the Seahawks on a, on a, on a $4 million per year basis at a C-plus. I agree with that. I see. I don't believe in. The I know idea. you're not big on getting <clears throat> kickers getting huge contracts, but um, ignoring your your uh, your uh, dislike for that too big of a contract, Myers is not Tucker Lutz Zerline. He's good. He's very good, but he's not elite. I think. Well, <clears throat> it's debatable. I think Myers is elite. I I will say that he's an elite kicker, but is you know like I don't believe in the idea of a kicker getting. Four five million dollars. I mean, at that point, you're talking about you know second receiver money. You're talking number two tight end money. You're talking running back Tevin Coleman money. I mean, I, I don't believe in the idea of kickers getting that amount, especially in this day and age of kickers right now. To be perfectly honest with you, kickers are so inaccurate in this league currently. I think I think Goskowski is starting to fall off the wagon. Well, but that's that's why to me certain ones are worth that money because there's so many inaccurate ones. Yeah, but the I mean, I if if I'm paying you that kind of money, if I'm if I'm paying that amount and, and then I want you to be Gary Anderson minus the the missed NFC Championship game. I expect a 35 out of 35 and Going into the NFC Championship game, and when that game happens, you're making that kick, and we're going to the Super Bowl. And the That's guys, and expect. the guys that are getting that are 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 doing are pretty much doing that. I don't know that they are. Goskowski's will get his contract after his rookie deal. Gos, Tucker Goskowski's not doing that. But That's why he got released. He he got released, and he's going to go on a free agency. But you know, another team's going to throw that at him. Myers isn't doing that. I mean, these guys are missing five, six, seven field goals a year. I'm sorry, Myers I'm, missed three. I'm not paying for that i'm not paying for that i expect big perfect kicking that's what i expect i i i expect for five million dollars a year as a kicker you're not on the on the the field every every down half of the time the kickers don't even do kickoff duties usually it's the punter at this point depends on the team yeah but i mean a lot of times it's the punter so am i really going to stand there and say yeah yeah you know let's pay this kicker five i don't believe in that I don't believe in kickers getting five million dollar deals. I just don't. Cameron Wake going to going to uh, the Titans at thirty seven. They gave it a C plus at thirty seven. I'm okay with that. Like Cameron Wake's on his way out. Mm. Well, thirty seven years old. It, that's the risk. You know, Cameron Wake. Everybody still seems to believe that he plays at a high level. I think he does. I don't think he's nearly at the level that he was when he was thirty. I think he's slowed down quite a bit. I mean, is it a serviceable, a serviceable move? Yes. Did you get a guy that you're going to have for a year, maybe two, and then you're going to send him out the door? Yeah, yeah, you are. Um, but is it going to be, like, game-changing? Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he fills a spot. That's about it. Le'Veon Bell, C+. I think it's much better than a C+. I do, too. I think they're just trying to scream at his dollar amount. Yeah. Um. My only my only concern is the sitting out of the year. That's my only concern. And that, that should be the only concern. I it really Le'Veon, the he got what fourteen five. I mean it. Thirteen. It, is it thirteen five? Thirteen million. 
you know, he, so he gets this this thirteen million dollar deal. I mean, they really, truthfully, I mean, he was he was asking what twenty twenty one. What he wanted. Yeah. So I mean, they get him on a discount. They get him on a good size deal. You know, three years. So they'll, they'll have a decent sample size out of him to see whether or not he can stay healthy, whether or not he can continue to perform at a high level. And then when he hits his prime, they can say, "All right, Le'Veon, you're you're worth the money," and they can choke up that five year contract. But I, I think. <clears throat> this was a reasonable deal for a guy who is not um, who they're, you're really not sure about, but you know performed at such a high level before that you were like, oh well, you know we know he can play the game. Can he still do it now? So here's what I'm going to bring up, only because I know I haven't graded higher than you do, but I don't have him graded this high. Right. Um, Trey Flowers, the Lions grade as an A. I have as a B plus. I have a I think it's than a, that. I think it's a great, great signing. He's 25 years old. I think it's a, I thought it was a great signing. Here's my problem with the Flowers signing. <clears throat> you you choked up a, a boatload of money for this guy. You're talking $18 million. I mean, huge contract. Five years. I mean, sure they, but they, you know, that I, I don't buy $18 million a year for for that. I just don't. I think Trey Flowers, and, and the other issue I have is that New England guys leave New England. What happens to New England guys when they leave New England? Much like we are just talking about um, Ravens linebackers. They don't end up doing much. Right. New England guys leave New England, and they don't perform. They don't. And Trey Flowers, he was very mediocre throughout his career. He hasn't been anything spectacular. It's not like Trey Flowers has been some groundbreaking you know, defensive player here. Really. He he yeah. has he hasn't been groundbreaking. He hasn't he hasn't really been anything spectacular. I, I I don't I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I think the Lions fans are gonna get real excited about it and good for them. Good for them. I want them to get excited about, about Trey Flowers. I, I want them to to get excited about their team. Good for you guys. But at the end of the day Trey Flowers had seven sacks last year. Eh you know, and and basically what you're paying for is is you're paying for for seven sacks. Eh, I don't buy it. I can't. Not for that amount of money. Eighteen million dollars for for seven sacks. I think it's I think I think it's a little high in dollars. That's why I put it in, in the B range, not A. But <clears throat> it's not a little high. It is way high, way high. Everson Griffin is a better uh, player than Trey Flowers. Everson Griffin gets played gets paid $10 million. So, I mean, you mean to tell me that Trey Flowers is worth more than Everson Griffin and should be getting paid $18 million? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. They chewed up way too much money for this guy. Everson Griffin had less tackles and sacks than than Flowers. Everson Griffin also missed games because of his mental issue. I mean, so we got to bear that in mind. Everson Griffin is the better player. You know, that's that's just the fact. Everson Griffin is the better player than Trey Flowers. I mean, I I can't I can't sit there and stress that enough, but Everson Griffin is getting paid diddly. Really. In two twenty seventeen he had thirteen sacks versus Trey Flowers yeah, six. So I mean, am I am I supposed to sit there and, and believe that that Trey Flowers is worth eighteen million? No. No, it's crazy talk. It's nuts. I don't I don't like it. It's a bad bad signing. I'm happy about it. Don't get me wrong, because the Lions are, are busy you know, pissing away money. 
But am I going to sit there and, and you know, uh, 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 tell you it's a great contract? No. It was an awful contract. And the Lions fans should be ashamed of themselves for thinking it was good. Some quick shots here. Landon Collins is a C-plus to the Redskins. I think should be higher than that. I'd go more B-minus. Six-year deal for a 25-year-old safety. I would go with a B. I think I think Landon Collins is a game-changer. He's young. They got him on a six-year deal. They got him right yeah. through his prime. The scary thing is the injury he got at the end of the season. He got surgery. That'd be the only risk there. Right. But, I mean, the, the guy, he, he always plays at a high level. Um, I like Landon Collins a lot. I'm surprised the Giants let him walk out the door. At the same time, they, they filled that role of Jabril Peppers. Okay, great. But Landon Collins is going to come out and he's going to ball. He's going to ball out. And, and he's going to get away with murder. C.J. Mosley to the Jets as a B. I agree with this because I think the dollars were just a little infl- little little high. I think the Jets want to make sure they got him. If they would, if it had been like a 14 or 15, I would say A-. minus. Well, I, I'm going to call it an A-. And why, the reason I'm going to call it an A- is, is <clears throat> they, they gave him that contract and before – um, offering bar, or before the bar situation, yes. they they gave it before the bar situation where where Anthony Barr decided, well, I'm going back to the Vikings. They gave him the, you know that amount of money. Was the was the dollar amount high? Sure, but Mosley's one of the best linebackers in the league, 100%. bar none. So you paid for a, a linebacker that you're going to have for the next five years. My issue is that is he's not good in coverage, and and that may be the case. But what do the Jets run? They run a four-three system, you know, sure. and and what what he's going to be is what he's going to be. He's going to be that hard blitzing up the middle linebacker. That's what he's going to be. I mean, I I don't see him being anything else. Um, I believe that the Jets are are going to roll with with Mosley, and he's going to have himself a hell of a year, and they're going to get their money's worth out of him. And this is this is a good contract, one of the best linebackers in the league. In the worst grade <clears throat> that they're giving, um, to. Jo- Jawan James to the Broncos as a D plus. Why? I I don't know. I I disagree. I I go C plus B minus. Jawan James is a great pass blocker. Great pass blocker. I mean, Broncos got a good player. Oh, they're screaming. Um, making fifty two million over four seasons is a little high. Fifty two million over four seasons. So <clears throat> for a lineman, I mean, what is that? What is that? They're saying to? they're saying great money for a good player. Fifty was it fifty two million? He said that is thirteen a year. Yeah, about yeah. If it's fifty two, you're making thirteen a year. Yeah. So I mean, thirteen a year for a great pass blocker. But Jawan James is what twenty six. Uh, I I think he's got a lot of tread on the tires. I think he's a guy that you're going to keep around long term. Um, you get some protection for Flacco. That was a problem for Keenum last year. He didn't have a ton of protection. They get some outside protection on that offensive tackle uh, area. On the edge, and you got a team. You got a lot of teams out there that have a good pass rush, with the exception of the Raiders, because even though it's all about that pass rush, we haven't gotten that pass rush yet from the Raiders. So, um, yeah, that's that's something that that I, I disagree with. That with that grade, I would give it a B. Nick Foles is a C plus. I'd put it as C just because they overpaid, but it's a C because I feel like they they didn't pay as much as they could have. D plus. I'm calling it a D plus, and the reason is, is and I've, I've been saying this for the longest time, Nick Foles is overrated. He's overrated. He's trash. He has no business making more than $20 million a year. The fact that he's making $22 million and the possibility with the incentives he goes up to 27 no, 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 no. 
Nick Foles is trash. Nick Foles should not be a starting quarterback in this league. And I'm going to just laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh at the Jaguars when Nick Foles tanks over there in Jacksonville. John Brown is a B plus. John Brown, um, <clears throat> I like the signing. I think he's a, a good deep route receiver. He's good in the slot. He can catch balls over the middle. I think he was underutilized in the Lamar Jackson run first fiasco. Um, Lamar was just not a good passer. I don't think Josh Allen is a good passer, but I think Josh Allen is a better passer than Lamar. And I believe that Josh Allen will be able to deliver the ball more effectively than Lamar did to John but Brown. But Josh Allen, he doesn't really got to, we'll, we'll, we'll see how his deep ball really turns out here because that's what, that's what you get with John Brown, is a deep ball kind of guy. Yeah, and, and I want to see how it how it develops. And But we also have to remember that Josh Allen didn't have a target. He didn't have a target last year for a deep ball. He, he didn't have anybody. There was nobody over there worth talking about at wide receiver. Give me one name. Fat-ass uh Calvin Benjamin. Yeah, and, and even then, he got dumped. He got dumped midway through the season. I mean, they had nothing. They had nothing in Buffalo worth talking about. So now they got Cole Beasley, which he's a decent receiver. I can't I can't sneeze at Cole Beasley. And then at the same time, you got John Brown. John Brown could emerge. I mean, you, you, could, you got the weapons for Josh Allen, which is good. Sheldon Richardson as an A. I disagree because I think they overpaid for a guy who... who underperformed in his one year with the Vikings. He underperformed with Minnesota, but I don't think he was a good scheme fit. Uh, we got really excited about him. I got excited about him, but he he just, you know, the Vikings are looking for run-stopping defensive tackles. It, Mike Zimmer likes to run a 4-3 system that is similar to a 4-6. I, Sheldon Richardson, I mean, he, he didn't get a ton of sacks last year, but he, he did make a lot of really great tackles and really get great plays. I, I mean, to me, they... they He's too small up the middle to run in the Mike Zimmer style system. I think he's going to be very, very good in the Cleveland Browns system. He's going to emerge um, and come back to form like he was. Fair enough. And so to, to, to end our podcast here, we have a little bit more. Oh, boy. Breaking news. We have breaking news. Tyler, oh, my Lord. Hit me. All right. First and two. Bears officially release Odie Saw that coming. But that means Chris Blewett is the guy. Chris Blewett is currently going to be the guy in Chicago. <laughs> oh, God, it's horrible. You couldn't have pissed a, you couldn't have picked a worse name. <laughs> you couldn't. You couldn't have picked a worse name for, oh, my Lord. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. And what a what a fitting way to end our podcast with our last breaking news. More breaking news of the day. How fitting. We're going back to the Miami Saints. Sorry. Oh no, more Teddy Bridgewater. No. What? Different. What? If well kinda I I have to say his name. If the Saints lose out on getting Bridgewater, they will pursue Ryan Tannehill to be the backup oh, to Drew Brees. Lord. Oh my lord. <sighs> just trade. Just trade. Yeah. Just well, trade then again, him. they have to trade. The way they no longer has right, or things no longer have rights to Bridgewater, though, past 4 o'clock. Uh, yeah, yeah. They had known that, do it yesterday. Well, I mean, even if you, I mean, uh, personally, I think they're getting a better backup if they sign Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, they're actually getting a, they actually get an improvement. And Ryan Tannehill, you're not going to be paying him squat. So, I mean,. Yeah, you, know, you got whatever his remaining deal. What is the remaining part of Ryan Tannehill's deal if you trade oh, for him right now? Well, 
I, I thought the this could be important. Well, wait a minute. Didn't didn't the Dolphins release Ryan Tannehill? No. I thought they released him. I thought they no. moved on from him. No, no, no. No, no, no. Oh, let's see. Tannehill. He might be in the contract year. <clears throat> no, Tannehill. Though yep. they, they had the buy, yeah, they had the buyout, but they decided to exercise his option. Eighteen million dollars. Eh. eh I expensive don't know. backup. That's a lot. That's a that's a lot of. I said, well, yeah, well, they they didn't pursue his his option though. They haven't they haven't pursued his option. They got a potential out. So I'm I'm willing to bet good money that if they sign Teddy Bridgewater, they're going to be releasing. Tannehill. They're going to release Tannehill. Yeah, and that because and they did talk about releasing Tannehill. So that that is very likely. And they have the potential out 2019, three years. Thirty-nine million dollars over the three years, which because yeah, Saints likely wouldn't trade for <coughs> Tannehill at that dollar amount, right? I, if, yeah, they're, they're at least I'd hope not. Yeah, no, no, Jesus, um, wow, wow, that's that's wild, <laughs> that's wild. I mean, if they do pursue Tannehill, cool. I I just hope the Saints don't trade with Miami to go and get him. I hope they just they they're keeping their fingers crossed cross for a release. And just send him on their send him on his way. Tannehill is thirty one years old, um, so he's been around the league for a minute. But there's no way in hell that I'm going to be paying Ryan Tannehill, you know, twenty six million dollars because that's that would be what his signing bonus would be. Yeah, no, that that's not happening. So, but um, with that, Tyler, I think uh, that's it. We we finished off episode thirty one. Free agency day still it's still rolling on here and then. In two weeks' time, what we're going to do is we're going to come up. We're going to do um, uh, the recap of free agency stuff. Uh, if there's any more uh, news going on, we're going to start talking draft. We, we've got that going on, so that's going to be exciting. I want to do my grades of free agency, my free agency grades uh, for each team. I think that that would be um, something pretty spectacular. And and don't forget, I I am I am doing the whole entire seven rounds of the NFL draft. It's happening. Have fun with that. It's happening, Tyler. And and I hope that that I get a round of applause for putting in such great effort. I mean, I'll give you an applause for effort, but I'll probably only read one round. I hate you so much. It's unreal. <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, but I will be doing the seven rounds of the NFL draft because I am a, a, a completionist. And I felt like doing something epic this year for our, our first true um, uh, full draft year. You know, it's our first full year. You know, really, draft day would be our, I mean, would it be a draft week? We started draft week, didn't we? First week of the draft. I think we started just after free agency. Yeah, oh, really? Was it that close? Well, either way. So but for our, to commemorate our first full year, I'm going to do the whole seven rounds. Okay. That's my commemoration right there. Okay. You think I can't? I'm not saying you can't. <laughs> Just it's going to be a shit show after round three. No, it's not. It'll be fine. So uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, um, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute now. We got breaking news. Breaking news at the just before we're off the air. <laughs> it sounds so, it's so like, climatic. <laughs> Dolphin signed tight end um, Cliff Walford. But it did just happen, so. That was your big breaking news. <laughs> Cliff Walford. That was your big breaking news. You're a dick. <laughs> that's supposed to be funny. It's so horrible. I, that was the way I was rushing for the, for the, for the, uh, 
You got the mouse thing like something huge, right? Rushing for that button, man. (laughs) Golly. All right. Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got. And um, we will uh, see you guys in two weeks. We're going to go over our draft recap from the the time we didn't get uh, to to see some of these signings. And you know, as soon as you hit that button, (laughs) I know there's three big things. I know. And then. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna come back with that. We're gonna go through our draft, gra- or I'm sorry, our uh, free agency grades. I'm gonna grade each team uh, over the course of the next couple weeks, and I'll have that for you in the next two weeks. And then also, like I said, all seven rounds NFL draft. Tyler isn't ballsy enough to do it, but I sure as hell am. So um, yeah, with that, Tyler, I think we're good to go. Right? Are we good to go? There's no more breaking news. Uh, nothing. I no can breaking see. news. Thank God. So uh, we don't have to see another Cliff Walford breaking news. Anyway, folks, uh, that'll be all for the Outside Blitz. Special thanks to our sponsor, uh, It's Your Time Massage. Tyler, get a massage, man. Been busy. There's a lot going on. You need a massage from It's Your Your Time Massage dot com. IYT com. That's what it is. Uh, Check her out on Facebook. It's Your Time Massage. Amanda is a tremendous massage therapist. She's awesome at what she does. We love, love, love. I love those 60-minute deep tissue. Sometimes, and really, sometimes I'll get the 90 minute, and she just beats the hell out of me, and it's fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. I feel I actually feel like a million dollars after I get these massages. They're, they're amazing. Um, I prefer a Swedish, but the deep tissue man always makes me feel 10 times better, especially being a wrestler and all the, all the stuff that our bodies go through. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But uh, with that, Tyler, um, yeah, we're good to go. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we will see you in two weeks for uh, draft talk and all kinds of stuff right here. On the Outside Blitz. Join us soon on the Outside Blitz. And be sure to follow on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the Outside Blitz. And feel free to email us questions at the Outside Blitz at gmail.com. <laughs>